Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're doing another one of these. Because you like the other ones so much. Yeah, for all the demand and begging and tears and pleading for us to do another one of these. Now there's just a whole lot of pent-up feelings that we feel like we got to get out in public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a little different. This is uh, episode one, The Phantom Menace. Ooh. And uh, I have a lot to say. A lot. <laughs> And I have a lot to argue over. Um, maybe. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll probably argue a little bit, but uh, this is going to be more like a therapy session for me than like just talking about the movie. Because I think the movie has been talked about to death, kind of. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we're going to go much deeper than, you know, complaining. Although I'm going to complain quite a bit. So I mean, maybe I lied. I will say this is the first time where the opening scrawl prepares you 100% for the tone and feel of the entire movie. <laughs> exposition. Yeah. Only exposition. So I'm, I'm just reading the crawl again for the first time in 25 years. Oh, let me Let me just point this out. I have not sat down and watched this movie beginning to end since I saw it in the theater in 1999. I've watched bits and pieces of it here and there. I've tried to sit through it again. This will be the first time in 24 years that I've watched this entire movie. Well, buckle up, bucko. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as epic as you remember. Yeah. I felt... I, I, I kind of felt off right away. I think it was this lady's dialogue that sort of threw me off. And and even the green screen looked funky here. I think it was the cleanliness of everything, which... Yeah. Hey, wait, hold on a second. They're Asian again. <laughs> Do you remember when, when Lucas got flack because of all the ethnic stereotypes and the these trade federation guys sounded too asian and he he made them into like jewish old men no they, they've always sounded again? like that no they've always sounded like this it, your memory is tricking you no, no they no, might no, have no, changed no, 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 it in like the cartoon but this this, no, this movie has always been this no i watched this part of it i watched this i think okay. on cable well, and they had changed the voices to like old men and not asian sounding guys and i remember it was because i of they, they were worried it was ethnic stereotypes. You don't remember that? No. I think you're remembering wrong, but we can look it up later. I definitely not remembering wrong. Oh, so I nerded out so hard in this scene. Just just reveal Obi-Wan. Ugh. I was in love, like desperately in love with you and McGregor. I was obsessed with all of the art before the movie came out. And I think you and I have talked about that, about being obsessed with the art and all the the uh, leaked footage ideas and, and oh, the, sure. the rumors and everything leading up to this. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, so. I was watching all of that and keeping abreast of all of that and seeing all the rumors. and. I literally tied my hair into a Padawan braid and wore it for a couple years. It was a thing. <laughs> so, I mean, our impressions were much different, but then our ages were much different when we it's experienced true. this movie. It's true. We were almost 10 years apart. Yeah, so. yeah. I was, I was in my 20s. Um... Uh, yeah, I'm telling you. No, that's they're, how they've always sounded. And they sound like that in everything, including the Clone Wars. They're, they're, yes, I, I, I know. But there is a version where they, they change them for whatever reason. Okay. I can believe that. Maybe it was put live on TV. I didn't have cable, so. 
Yeah, I don't remember. If if any of you remember, please comment. He even sits like Sir Alec Guinness. I'm just going to point that out. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to talk about that. Speaking of Sir Alec Guinness, there, there are parts in this where I'm imagining Lucas directing Alec Guinness. <laughs> just, we'll talk about that later. What ski? He wasn't expecting Jedi to show up. Okay. I, I know, right? I, I'm going to say as a kid, I was like, what? Are the Jedi super rare? Are, are there just not a lot of them? And then you go to Coruscant and you find out, nope, nope, there is a ton. So, okay. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna point out the, the joke that was, I don't know if anyone out here has read the um, Jedi Apprentice novels by Jude Watson, who, which I loved. I loved their kid books, but they're great. And they definitely make a comment about how it seems like, you know, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are the only Jedi in the galaxy and they get sent to everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, who has time to introduce new Jedi? Two oxygens? What? <laughs> <laughs> Two oxygens is it's very deadly. Two it's... oxygens. It's like, you know, heavy water. You wouldn't want to drink that either. Yeah, no, obviously. Okay, so I do, do they know that these droids are? I, I guess to this point, these battle droids haven't been fighting with Jedi in any other capacity. This is where this all starts. Um, so they don't know they're completely useless. I mean, George Lucas knows they're useless. Well, no. So the remember that they 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 just said we don't dare go against the Jedi. Like they know that they won't survive against Jedi. That's not how these droids were made. And the the droidicas, which you're going to see, you know, in a few seconds were created ones, to fight yeah. yeah the they were created to fight How jedi specifically you do in episode two and again in episode three yeah but in this one they 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 have a whole war going on and yeah. you don't really well see if you them. read the books i know no, i'm gonna say that a lot this is <laughs> yeah fair yeah the books also that is the fastest a lightsaber has gone through a blast door ever <laughs> in all of star wars well they had extra ones so that's okay. I mean, oh, I, I know bad. this was just because I was 15 when this came out, but seeing this much use of the lightsaber in different ways just made me so fucking happy. I I think I was bouncing in my seat with a grin that was big enough to like cause a, a muscle cramp. <laughs> Okay, so there should have been much more of these guys, so we could have had some stakes. Well, there are later on in the the big war with the Gungans and everything. Yeah, yeah, I guess there's a few of them. Oh, whoa, whoa, force speed, <laughs> force speed. First time we see it at I last. It. Well, well, sort of in the movies. And Luke technically uses force speed when um, when he is fighting in Return of the Jedi briefly. What? To get that 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 run jump thing that he does. He has four sleep and four speed. But I'm only calling it that because of what the What scene are you talking about? Uh the Dark Forces games and Jedi um Academy uh, games. Oh, okay. That's where they label oh, them force okay. speed, force force choke, force but, lightning. But in the movies that's the only time that I've you really really see it. Yes. Away. Yes. It it was like a mild amount of I'm slightly faster with Luke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ewan McGregor is the one perfect thing about this movie. Well, and Amidala's, Amidala's outfits, of course, which are just fucking stellar. 
Yeah, this was around the time I started getting really frustrated because the way my brain works, um, I really have to understand. I don't only have to to understand what's happening. I have to understand everybody's motivations and actions. Now, it's different if you're watching like a mystery, like one of those weird episodes of Next Gen or X Files, where it's very weird. You don't understand what's going on, but you know it's gonna it's gonna wrap up and explain itself. Right. But in a Star Wars movie, when nothing really makes sense in terms of what everybody's doing, I, I can't even follow the story. And I was I was already feeling frustrated because I felt like I didn't know what the hell was going on. That's my brain, though. Mm. I, I think for most people, I think you at this point were following it just fine. Yeah, I didn't really have a follow- problem following the movie, but that's because I am my my version of autism makes me I exposition and me are best friends like my brain creates the world around the exposition if you don't give me the exposition i die so lucas's dry exposition in this movie and the other two was perfect for me but did i think it was a good movie no well no no that's not what i'm really what i'm saying it's not about the no it tracked is what you're saying yes it tracked for me right it does it doesn't track for me i i can't i can't accept what they what you see people say or do in a movie unless i I understand. And I, I was starting, I was really watching this movie starting to think my brain didn't work. I'm serious. I was starting to think my ADHD had gotten so bad. Like I can't follow a science fiction movie anymore. Oh my goodness. Like I no, I'm serious. Oh, I believe you. This movie fucked me up. It just did. And you know, I mean, if that if that's happening, then the visuals and everything else, I just can't get into it. And I was so detail oriented with this. I was excited to see a planet that wasn't Tatooine. I was excited to see a culture that wasn't, um, you know, the basic ones we've already seen. This yeah. felt very much like, hey, what what could Alderaan be? And it made my brain happy to see these little details. And I had to watch this movie many times before I realized how bad it was. <laughs> Um, and, and, but I'm not going to say I, subconsciously, I didn't know. Cause like I, I had all of these questions and I started writing fan fiction well, maybe, the maybe, day I got back from watching this movie. Maybe you can help me. Why are they trying to kill the Jedi? Um, see, this is what I had. So the they want to kill the Jedi. So the Jedi can't go back and tell about the invasion. They, okay. So they don't want everybody to know about the invasion. Yes. They want, they want to have already seized the Capitol and Amidala before the Senate finds out about the invasion at all. Okay. Because then once they, they've already, and, and this is literally spoken by them. Like this is, this is verbalized exposition, but yeah, they, they just figure if they, they own, have the Capitol and have Amidala and they force her to sign a treaty, then it's the Senate will just kind of forget that they invaded <laughs> which i mean now that anyone has looked at politics in america is pretty on point yeah no that's uh, how it works no i don't think the senate if they found out late would have just said oh well well yeah it would because remember the senate is being controlled by palpatine even though okay, he wasn't if we're, if we're gonna do that there's no point in the movies I, I really can't with that stuff no, 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 no he was manipulating which is different from like straight up controlling like as an emperor okay i will say when when jar jar appeared i I had my first dark shadow <laughs> over this, like, well, here's, here's the what? I, I, I have a very long Jar Jar rant, if, if we're ready oh, for yeah. that. I mean, what else are we going to do while they okay. put on rebreathers? Here, and Here's the problem with Jar Jar. 
Um, everybody hates Jar Jar for reasons I don't think they fully understand. People think they hate Jar Jar. Well, first of all, let me say this. People talk about Jar Jar as if he's the problem. Insinuating that if you took Jar Jar out, the movie would be great. It's better. I've I've watched Jar Jar-less versions. (laughs) It's better. Maybe, but that's not the point. Jar Jar is a symptom. Jar Jar is not the disease. It would be like if you if you contracted this horrible disease that like wrecked your lungs and wrecked your kidneys and wrecked your heart and also presented with this like grotesque rash on your face. <laughs> so the only way somebody knew that you had this horrible disease was they saw this grotesque rash on your face. But that's not what's killing you, right? Um, so Jar Jar, in other words, is a grotesque rash on the face of Star Wars. <laughs> But it's not what broke it. No, definitely the reason Jar Jar's here is Lucas. Sure. And that's the problem. Sure, but let's just look look at this character. Look at the CGI work on it. Mm-hmm. Look at what we just saw there. Here's the problem. I'm going to explain why you hate Jar Jar. Okay. For a long time, I after you know I watched this, I'm like, I've seen this character before. Like I've, I've seen a character that sounds and looks like this and I figured out it's Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. It is. It's right. He sounds like him. He's got the long ears. He kind of moves like him. That was, I think the inspiration. Now here's the problem. What, when you watched who framed Roger Rabbit, what was the tone of that movie? What was the feeling when you were watching that movie? Yeah, it was dark. It was, well, that's not what I mean. Oh, you're, you're watching a world, a fanciful world where cartoons and people interact. Mm. So right away, your your suspension of disbelief is is in a weird, different place. That's true. You're already you're already suspending your belief, whereas Star Wars is usually uh, practical I, effects. And well, it's, real. A, it's a world that's grounded is, yeah. is what I'm what I'm saying. So you're watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit and you're you know, you're watching sort of a farcical satirical silly goofy movie yeah you might get a little invested in the plot but it's in the realm of watching a cartoon essentially that's true and when you when you see this shit the, you're like but wait this is a star wars movie why am i why am i watching why am i now watching like a weird cartoon and that's what killed it for me and i think that's what killed it for most people and they didn't even consciously understand they just thought they were seeing an annoying kids show character like barney the dinosaur and it's annoying it's like no no it's much deeper. yeah and and i'll agree with the cgi because it definitely went into uncanny valley levels of weird um so i had a different thing that pulled me out during this scene when they landed and got there i was staring so intently at all the what i thought was beautiful beautiful design on the cgi for the set <laughs> yeah. well it's it's pretty it is but then i started looking and i f- was like this is this is like a poorly thought out World of Warcraft uh, city. <laughs> like, there, where are all the the kids? Where do people live? Like, these bubbles are just have a bubble, some lights, and some floor, maybe yeah. a stair. Like, there's no chairs. There's no cafeterias. <laughs> there's no like. I, I just, what? That's not in the books. Um. Okay. You said, mm, you can either have me do books or not have me do books. No, you don't get to have this I, what I on and off thing. What I love about the scene is imagining uh, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor shooting it and George giving them direction. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, I want to know how many times Liam Neeson's like, don't even bother telling me what, I, what I'm what i talking to. Like, I'm just going to well, well, just, just... You know they're just staring at a blue screen. Yes. And, and, and like, you know, okay, George, what, what am I looking at? 
You're looking at a big frog. He goes, <laughs> uh, right, frog. Uh, okay. And uh, why am I talking to this frog? You need to get the bongo. You mean like a like a drum? No, it's like a car that goes underwater. <laughs> so you have to get to the other side of the planet. Um, excuse me, Liam here. Uh, why again are we on the other side of the planet? Don't worry about that. Just get the bongo. Well, they're on the other side of the planet because that's where the invasion force landed, which also <laughs> doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. But okay. Well, they had to because then you had to see Boss Nass here. He's a, sort of a racist ethnic stereotype of some kind. Yeah, that's about the time I wanted to leave. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm yeah. done. Yeah, th- this was the point where... And, and we're only like 20 minutes in. Not even. And, and I'm I'm starting to think, oh God, oh God, this is... This is this is a nightmare <laughs> if anyone can point out the the actual like staples of living that would be in a city that maybe i missed i'd love to hear about it because I, I i no. yeah yeah like, it's, it's just, just like bubbles. a bunch of rooms well i wish they were rooms where's the beds where's the chairs where's i mean what they're fish people they just kind of sit and sleep and you know they don't even close their eyes i mean i did i did enjoy the design of like the ship here um, I liked the fact that they were all like bubbly and I don't know. I enjoyed that, but I, I was also that that Star Wars nerd that had all of the ship books and everything, and and it excited me that there'd be something different and unique. Yeah, you know, different and unique. I don't have a problem with um, cartoony looking in a Star Wars movie is is what really took me out of it visually. Also, when did Lewis Carroll write? Uh, script for a character i mean how many fake words can jar jar say see i love i i love how liam neeson just kind of looks over his shoulder there because he has no idea what he's looking at yeah he has no fucking clue <laughs> he says that line he doesn't know what the hell i mean at the very least i'm happy that it's like oh they're jedi so like their non-reaction they're, they're, to death is of yeah. course right but now this this design was really good the donut ship. Yeah, the the droid control ship. Sure. Oh boy. So, what are your impressions of this early Palpatine? I, if you want to talk about my impression when I first saw it, I I loved that it was Palpatine. It was obviously Palpatine, and well, I had sure. sure. I, I remember there was arguments on the internet on whether or not Ian McDiarmid was going to come back for this or not, and I was super, super happy to see that he had. I really didn't think much past that until several viewings later. Well, it was well, people were surprised. They didn't understand that when Ian McDiarmid did Jedi, he was actually very young. Yeah. They put a ton of makeup on him. So by the time he did this, he was only like in his 50s. Yeah, it was I mean, he's, absolutely perfect. He's still around. Oh yeah, he just did uh, the the Obi Wan show. Yes, he did. So you know, and and he was in the the Rise okay. of Skywalker, right? Yeah, yeah, he was Palpatine in the Rise of Skywalker. I did think it was completely unbelievable that after all of 
the damage on the ship, which caused it to power down. They have this <laughs> tiny control panel that is the size of a postcard, and somehow they short one wire in yeah, it, and it makes the it. whole thing work. It's it's one one wire. Oh, I, I can't express to you at this point how soul crushing this was. Just sitting there and experiencing this, and and I know you you had a completely different experience. Like it took you years mm-hmm. to absorb how bad this was. Well, and as a 15 year old, I definitely, I don't know if uh, you, you, you remember when you're younger, you play video games, and you're like, oh, the graphics were so good. And then you watch it again. And you're like, oh, God. But that's that's what this was for me. When I watched this, I thought that the CGI was just stellar. It was so good. I felt very immersed. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Some of it is. Yeah. Like, the, the Gungans, not so much. This, this is bad. This looks like a matte painting. That's because it is. I love <laughs> no. her outfits. Well, it's sort of a map. It's a digital map. I have. I kept pages. I cut out pages of like descriptions of her outfits and like how they put them together and how much they weighed and how it was to walk in them. Like, oh my god, I would die to go see the. Um, I don't know if it's still traveling anymore, but they had that costume traveling. Yeah, um, show. yeah it was at the Denver Museum for a while, but it was like. 60 bucks to get in yeah i i would pay it in a heartbeat i never got a chance to go all right so here they are in venice (laughs) yeah just look around there's some nice details in the background and this does look like a lot like the uh palace of versailles that does not look like amidala how did they not figure out that was a decoy it's very obviously not her. They're well, because nobody's seeing past that really heavy makeup and, and outfit. Like that's the point here. <laughs> I guess. No, but it is the point. They act that that is in the written novelization version, which which is not the same as EU. It is the novelization of the movie, and they they talk sure, about that. Sure. The if, outfits are traditional, but they serve two purposes. If, if you were going into like, even even in medieval times, if you were going to you know. Um, kidnap a queen. I, I think you'd have an idea of what she, she a really good idea of what her face looked. Maybe. Like. I mean, again, yes, they might not. They may not. They may know what she looks like, but the, she's always been in makeup when they interacted with him. Sure. Okay. And always in these big outfits, and that's all anyone's going to see. As somebody who changes my look all the time, I take my hair in and out. If I take my hair out, there's people who have no clue I'm the same person. So. Oh, God. So they knew the Jedi were somewhere, right? They knew the Jedi were probably on the planet somewhere. Yeah, but they wouldn't have expected them to go all the way through the planet's core to get over there. They wouldn't have expected it to be that fast. Because they didn't know that the core of the planet was traversable like that. Okay, okay. So that's why they sent them with eight useless droids. Yes. Because everyone was unarmed. I mean, Naboo is peaceful, very similar to Alderaan. So sure, they were expecting to come in. And they get into this about how the race that the, uh, um, I can't remember the name of it, but that the Viceroy and the rest of them are from, the Trade Federation are. The Shatternarians after William Shatner. <laughs> really? Yes. You didn't know that. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, that's what they are. What is super cool in this for me, when I was watching this, is knowing that there's Natalie Portman, right? And then you have her lookalike, which is Keira Knightley. 
Kara Knightley is one of the handmaidens. Right, right. Yeah, and I just thought that was the greatest thing because when I saw Kara Knightley later on doing other movies, I was like, oh my God, that looks like Natalie Portman. And I am not the only one. The casting group thought so too. Oh yeah, no, they, <laughs> they look very, very much alike. Uh-huh. Oh man. And this is where now we just slow everything to a crawl. <laughs> just, it wasn't bad enough. Why are the droids not reacting until they get super close? I'm so confused. No, they, they somehow haven't got their orders that... Uh... <laughs> they don't know who that is. Oh, man. Okay. I mean, but... Yeah. For all that this is bad, I even today, even in this moment, I am excited to see Jedi jumping and kicking and flipping and doing cool things because it's neat. You know, it's just neat. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I envy you. I, I it just doesn't work for me when when. Well, as you said, you you had a traumatizing first watch on this to the point where you haven't watched it all the way through till now so well, i'm watching again it's still not doing much for me <laughs> no no that's what i mean i mean like of course it's 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 centered in your brain pretty thoroughly okay but here here's my thing right this the story they're trying to convey here is that there's this trade federation that is not getting tax rates they want or something so they enlist this blockade around this one planet to make other planets you know they're oh we're we'll also invade yeah if you don't give us our favorite tax rates right that's exactly correct yeah. okay okay no, you're you got it okay great which i mean is, I'm glad is I finally standard politics it. is i'm gonna go lean on the person i think but i can lean on but it's a star wars movie well <sighs> i mean this is something that you'd see debated on c-span <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, it's, I, I don't know, don't I, I got the politic part from, like, you have the rebellion in the main three, and the rebellion has political reasons why they're doing what they're doing. It's mostly political. It's not, Well, like, yeah, but it's also survival. I mean, sort of. Many planets were, were uh prospering under the empire there's there was lots of them that had no desire to leave afterward because that they, they did well, prosper. I, I, the problem I was for assume, anyone no i didn't read the books but i kind of assume most planets under a dictatorial empire you had what you have in this country a gross uh uneven distribution of wealth and mm, absolutely you, you had you know uh, you didn't have a lot of personal autonomy especially if you wanted to act or do something that was considered um non-imperial oh yeah not advantageous to the empire so really what you get down to is that the empire was anti anything that wasn't human and anti force user of course and anti you know poor so that any planet that was poor or had really good resources was enslaved and those right. planets of course hated being in the empire and of course the the planets like of the twi'leks and so on oh i'm sorry Darth Maul, coolest Sith ever by miles, 
So fuck. But, but so what? We don't know anything about him. Oh. Don't tell me anything about any book. I, this is not a book. Just, this is a I, movie. I get it. I what, get it. What, what, what is he? Who is he? I know. That's why when I got home, the very first <laughs> thing I did when I was 15 freaking years old was get online, well, let me, go to my forums, let me tell and start you talking to people. Let me, let me tell you this. <laughs> when they had their first fight in the desert, that wasn't bad. I was like, okay, there's this, this mystery Sith guy. We don't know what he wants. We don't know why he's you know, there. We don't really know why he's fighting the Jedi, except vaguely... The, Palpatine wants these guys dead for some reason. And well, we already discussed why they, they talk about it. Well, well, everybody knows about the invasion by the point they're, they're fighting. Okay, them in I the love, desert. I love the little subtle, um, diss here where Sabe's like, Hey, Hey, guess what? Padme, you're going to go do droid cleanup. <laughs> like you were queen yeah. for a hot minute, but mm-hmm. <laughs> go, go clean this droid. I mean, it's such a thing that like, uh, teenage girls would definitely do to each other even if they were friends yeah i would think they'd have like tech guys to take care of that actually but whatever of course but no here's my thing about the first darth maul fight i was like okay that's pretty cool we're gonna find out we're gonna unravel this character now and find out what nope we just see him again they cut him in half it's like okay yeah i was very disappointed in that too so was everybody i mean you should have seen the forums it was enraged over losing such an amazing sith yeah, flesh him out a little bit. Show flashbacks of him training. Show something, you know. Give us, give us something. Maybe he's super pissed off because the Jedi killed his family, right? Like, like, give us some motivation other than I'm a bad guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Sith. I have a. Red well, lightsaber. you don't want me to get into the books, so I'm going to agree with you that in the movie there is no motivation. Well, that's what we're watching. The movie. Yes, I know. <laughs> There's a reason why I was obsessed with the books, and this movie is a big part of it. I read the books before this movie came out, but I got into the EU so hard after this movie because I was searching for answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted a story. I wanted it to tell me more. Oh. See, for me, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. What are you feeling on this? Well, th- this is when they're on Tatooine now, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, now, so now we have more terrible racist CGI creatures. and <sighs> Why? <laughs> Why? Well, because Padme wants to go walk around and see stuff. Because she's the type of ruler that keeps her hands in all the pies. And she's the youngest queen of, like, I don't remember how many generations. She's 15 years old. So Qui-Gon knows that's the queen, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, in in the novelization you find out, he he knows. He's, he's no, figured I mean, it out. No, I mean, in the movie, even at this point, he knows damn well that's He's figured it out, okay. yes. He figured yeah. it out from, like, the first moment, basically. Okay, okay. All right, so I guess he feels like he can protect her so she can walk around, but I still don't understand I, I why. I think that's the case. Maybe I'm remembering something else. He, he might not know. Why is, why is Jar Jar there? Why bring... Why why, why, why are you bringing the Gungan? I don't get that. That's one thing I did not understand. I was like, he's a swamp creature. Wouldn't oh, he there, die? There's George Lucas's genius uh, comedy sensibilities right there. Step, steps in poop. Mm-hmm. Steps in CGI poop, no less. <laughs> Well, CGI foot has to go somewhere. Oh, here's one of the uh, things we hated that was taken out of the despecialized edition. <laughs> that lizard thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This looks terrible. I'm sorry. It just does. Use the old. Go back to Tunisia. 
Use your old oh, sets. Oh, yes. Your your blue Jewish stereotype. <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to be an Arab or Israeli junk trader. Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, he has to have a long proboscis. He has to have a belly. <laughs> he has to be all about, you know. But But again, for me, this is the Roger Rabbit effect. I don't feel like watching a Star Wars movie. I feel like I'm watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <sighs> well, that makes sense. I mean, at the time, this was groundbreaking. Sure. This is the best that you could do. I, I accept that. But it still looks like crap to me. I Okay, even at 15, I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> An angel? Oh, yeah. Don't you love the creepy sexual tension that they have between these two right away when he's supposed to be like six? Nine. <laughs> oh, she's 14. That's right. Yeah, that's still that's still wrong. It's very wrong. I mm, There is nothing that is not squicky about their relationship. It only makes sense if you think that, like, Anakin had all this force power and it was uncontrolled and he became fascinated and obsessed with Padme and by that that type of obsession and direction, like, he accidentally used his force powers to ensorcel her, basically, and, and make her fall in love with him because it's the only thing that fucking makes sense because, no... It yeah, just, I, no. I I feel bad. As, as a fourteen-year-old girl, I would have not even a second to spare for a nine-year-old fucking kid, <laughs> especially one that 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 delivers his lines like this. Well, I was about to say, I feel real bad for Jake Lloyd. It's not his fault. He's it, a good actor. Uh, he wasn't terrible. Not like this. Just like you know. Oh yeah, because he was in something else that he was seemed he was okay in. It's just like Hayden Christensen, who. Yeah, you was, see him in other things, and you're like, oh, it's not that bad, but. Yeah, it's like Lucas either used the worst takes or made him, made them say their lines in ways that sounds like they're community theater rejects. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just baffling. Even Natalie Portman, who's won an Oscar, right? Yeah, no, she's phenomenal. I mean, she was phenomenal way younger than this. I don't know that she's phenomenal. I've seen her do some very good. I mean, Leon, the professional, like, at her age doing that she was so good yeah she was good in that and she was good in black swan and a few other things and but that was long before she did this one so yeah. i'm just putting it out there she's she's really good, way better than how she delivered her lines in this i hate this whole sequence i hate everything about everything that happens on tattooing like i i was really trying to pay attention and follow what the hell was why going is he on. stumbling and juggling Be- because he's the comic relief this is lucas does comedy Oh god, that's right. We have the pod race coming up. Hey, hey now, hey, hey. I I only say that because I was obsessed with the video game, but I I loved the pod race. It was really good. Yeah. I was Why bored. yippee? Why? Why? Because George Lucas really wants to annoy us. At this point, he's just he's trolling us. It's what I feel like. I mean, not true, because one of her dresses, one, has something like 20,000 vintage pearls sewn into it, so well, don't, is, don't tell Obi-Wan me that. What does know about fashion? Uh, that's fair. <laughs> Good point. 
Oh, God. I'm bored even now. Well, keep... <laughs> Help me. Tell stories. Help. Tell your stories. You know? Okay, no, unbore yourself. Here... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at oh, least at least these I'm were like actual rubber things. See? That, that thing looks good. Because it's, it's a rubber suit. It's a guy suit. in a puppet suit. Mm-hmm. It looks like a real creature. And now there's another cartoon. Anyway, okay, here's a good story. So, oh yeah, I forgot about the fight scene with Jar Jar. Sebulba. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was nice to hear this much Hatties spoken. It's an odd language. It has a different sound to it. I was fascinated with it from uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So it was neat. <sighs> anyway, here's here's a story <laughs> I'll give to you. So I was, you know, I was I waited 20 years for this movie. I was really, really, okay, 16 years. I was really <laughs> excited about it. And... I, you know, like everybody else, it was so in, highly anticipated. I was thinking about, you know, this movie for 16 years and what it was going to be. And so I went and saw it I, very soon. I think the, the not, I didn't do the midnight screening, but I think I went the very next day, maybe one day after that. And my, my buddy Ruben, the guy that's in France right now, one of his good friends is a Star Wars fanatic, like more than us or, you know, as much as us. Mm-hmm. And he went and saw like the first, you know, midnight screening. He was there. And this message was relayed to me just before I went to see it. And Ruben said, well, what did your buddy think? He's like, he says he wants to punch George Lucas in the face. (laughs) I just let that go. I was like, oh, wow. I don't, you know, maybe there's some niche thing that wasn't in there for this guy. They're like, oh, look, there's no way this movie's going to be bad. And even at that point, I had like, it was getting good reviews. Like, critics were giving it good reviews. Everybody seemed to like it. It was a little weird the way people were saying they liked it, though. Like, you know, I was was expecting people to, like, be, you know, just, like, falling over themselves, how amazing it was. And and instead, like, you know, whoever I talked to was like, oh, yeah, it was good. (laughs) Then they trail off. And I'm like, hmm, that's that's a strange reaction to something we've been dying to wait to see for 16 years. Right. Uh, and then, you know, it, it, it occurred to me <laughs> as I was watching. Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of kind of a Stockholm Syndrome kind of thing going on. Yeah. Oh, anyone that the toy in the corner there definitely is the... Um, Highlight stick. No, it's what's her name from the... The one that gives the lightsaber to Ray in the new ones. Oh yeah, See? yeah, uh, Maz Kanata. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I? I can't tell you how much I hate this. Why did Anakin Skywalker build C three PO? I don't why? know because we had to shoo it in. Like it had to be forced. And why? Why would he build like a a stock issue protocol droid? Well, he was repairing it. He was repairing it. I thought he built it. No. Okay. He was repairing it and putting it back together so that his mom could have a helper. They're not very good helpers. No, they're they're pretty useless. So that's kind of funny. Like the most useful droid in all of Star Wars is right there on wheels, <laughs> and jetpacks, as we discussed. Yeah, um, I mean, if you want to have the meet cute between R two and C three PO, that's fine. But why does Anakin have to? Oh, okay. Okay, here's another one. Do you see on the ceiling there? They have the the painting. Yeah. Um. So I don't think that 
that was ever meant to be finished. Or maybe that's what Lucas was saying was, oh, God, look at the cutouts on that dress and the feathers. I mean, that's the best thing about the movie is her costumes. Mm, no, it's Obi-Wan. <laughs> and Ray Parks, who is amazing. And, of course, beautiful Qui-Gon Jinn. I'm sorry. Liam Neeson got such a crush on him from this. Was obsessed. But his character sucks. Uh, see, and I thought he was a more of a rogue Jedi than... Um, well, he's clearly a rogue Jedi. He's doing all kinds of shit that, you know, is... He's a bit of a maverick. questionable. Mm-hmm. But he's... I don't know. He's boring. Not Ray more, Park's voice, of More course. of this. Yeah, I know it's not Ray Park's voice. More. More of this. Take out half of that Tatooine shit and show what the fuck is going on with these two please can we do that no we get five seconds and we're back to this shit oh god I did absolutely hate this scene (laughs) even watching it in theaters I hated this scene I loved Shmi though I thought she was just beautifully acted and an interesting character I don't know why why we had to have the whole Jesus archetype thing with the virgin birth because um, because George Lucas went back and decided that Darth Vader is space Jesus. I guess. Yeah. Now, we've talked about this before. We talked about this when we were watching A New Hope, how all of a sudden Darth Vader is the most important thing in the Star Wars universe. And I don't know why. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. And I preferred Darth Vader being like this lieutenant this you know like what you were saying like this priest off to the side he's not even in the same structure and he yeah just... he's like he's like an evil uh, spiritual leader like an evil chaplain right like a rasputin type right exactly that where you know he's he's gonna pull out his bag of magic magic tricks and such but you know you still need an army and a military on the side of that. Well, that was one of my favorite scenes in an, in A New Hope when they're gathered in the Gravitron mm-hmm. and, you know, the the high lieutenants of the Empire are like, you know, fuck your stupid magic. We just built a, a planet-killing spaceship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need you to move rocks around, asshole. And and then it's like, yeah, and it shows that this 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 counterbalance almost between... Right, that that the force is not everything. There's still stuff, and here they're making it sound like like the force is everything. It is the only thing that matters, and that's why after that you see so much of the whole. If you have to have the Jedi to save the day, you have to, and it just. I mean, one of the reasons I like the movie Rogue One so much, which is again something we disagree on, was because it didn't have Jedi saving the day. Well, no, and and I was going to say this last time. Episode three should have been Rogue One. That would have yeah. been the perfect bridge. Like, bring us up to to that point. You know, show us what got the ball rolling. And it should have been this really cool sort of, you know, sp- almost like a spy thriller novel. Mm-hmm. Instead of a bunch of space battles, make it more, you know, like cloak and dagger shit. That's what I was hoping, and that's what I would have loved. But you can't. It's a Star Wars movie. you got to have lasers. And no, I mean, you could have had some space battles. You didn't have to have as many as... Yeah. I'm going to agree with you there. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be. And that would have been the perfect episode three. Like, 
get all of the Anakin shit out of the way in episode two, I would say. Have have him turn into Darth Vader in episode two, mm-hmm. and then episode three be Rogue One. That's how I would have done it, but then, you know. Yeah, you really didn't need that in between of episode two. Nothing happens. You, you needed to have episode two because... Princess Leia says Clone Wars. <laughs> no, literally a throwaway line. <laughs> a throwaway line. <laughs> uh, so much money in CGI yeah. just for a throwaway line. Yeah. Though I will say that I definitely loved Clone Wars, the TV show. No one can take that from me. It was amazing. I'm going to take your word for it that that was pretty good. And I'm going to get around to watching it one day. But yeah, because Lucas, all he did was give it his okay. He didn't write it or direct it or have anything to do with it. Oh my goodness! Oh jeez! I I can't tell you how much I hate all of this. I can't put it into words. How much I hate everything that's happening. It's just I. Mm, there there were so many parts of this I remember vividly, just loving because again I'm I'm a tech nerd. I loved all of the 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 cutaways of the ships and everything and the. Yeah. the the weapons, but, but let's talk about the story. Yeah, no. So exactly, if you're gonna set up that this this is what what George is doing here is he's having his jerk off power fantasy about when he built a soapbox racer and he raced <laughs> his. No, I'm serious. When he when he built his soapbox racer and he raced it against the mean kids in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's fine if you want to do that and you want to do a whole section that's a kids movie. Well, what are we doing with all the fucking taxation trade federation shit? Good point. Yeah. Like he's all over the place in these movies. He's all over the fucking place. And like, I don't, you don't like tone wise, you're supposed to feel something. You're supposed to put yourself in a mental space. And now I'm like, I'm trying to get into this political interplanetary space taxes drama. And now it's a soapbox derby movie see i'll say that this that the way that it was presented and i think this is one reason why my brain found it accessible is i have read so many young adult novels that had these complex rich political structures and you would follow within it these this younger character and there would be like younger interactions it would be it was like um, a kid's story taking place in an adult universe. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is, is The Thief and those novels. Um, yeah, but those novels are set up beautifully and the way things intertwine and the way things are explained and the way characters are fleshed out. No, and I, no, I'm not, I'm not even saying that because some of the novels weren't set up that well. But I will say it's the medium. When it's a book yeah. and you're reading it, then reading the exposition is not a big deal. And if you are a kid, you can kind of gloss over the more complex stuff. So that's great in a movie. How are you supposed yeah, to do that? It falls apart. Yeah. Especially in a Star Wars movie where you're used to seeing pretty simple, condensed, <laughs> you know, fantasy stuff. It's true. Star Wars was definitely... That was kind of the point, right? I loved both Star Trek and Star Wars, but you get the two fans together and they'll tell you, you know, Star Trek is cerebral for the most part. I mean, against the, you know, not the new movies. It's puzzles. It's puzzle solving. It is. Well, it used to be. It's political puzzle solving too, mostly. Yeah, it used to be. Now it's a lot of... Yeah, we're going to we're going to forget the Abrams stuff because no, we're not doing that. But if you go with the original Star Trek, it's definitely more cerebral Mm -hmm. problem solving and political. And then Star Wars was more, you know, pew pew. Yeah, pew pew space (laughs) fantasy. 
yeah, with absolutely. very simple story of rescue the princess and the young hero and the rogue yeah. guy. It was literally Flash Gordon. Right. It was Flash Gordon in space and, and it worked. And, you know, Lucas tried to do more and that's fine, but it just doesn't work in a movie. I think it could have worked in the movie if he had just decided. So what I think really changed episode one from the rest is primarily the fact that Lucas got free reign to kind of do whatever he wanted to because they were like, oh, Star Wars is a moneymaker. Just make it more, make money, you know, but the real reason is that Lucas kept the merchandising rights. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, he, that for the first time, Star Wars was the first time where a movie made that type of money off of merchandise. And he just milked that cow. And it changed how people approached movies because then it became all about what can I turn into merchandise? And it's the <laughs> only reason we're going to make a movie is to make merchandise out sure, of it. Yeah. So when episode one came out, he was, of course, obsessed with merchandising. How am I going to take this and make money off of it? So, so when when Mel Brooks does the satirical scene in Spaceballs about how it's all about merchandising, Lucas saw that and and said, "Oh yeah, no, that, no. that's that's what I should do." Oh, I yeah, basically, I'm sure, I'm sure. That's yeah. crazy. Because how could it not be that? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, if I was going to make that many millions and millions of dollars off of a. Uh, a chance. I mean, he he took merchandising rights instead of a paycheck. You know, instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. It, and 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 the studio was laughing sure, their way out of the yeah, room. No, like no one's gonna buy toys of this fucking movie. Nobody's gonna see. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, he, I'm sure he. In fact, I know, and that's what he was talking about when he first started speaking about Jar Jar. When people first were starting to like get really angry and start making nastiness on the internet about it. Um, Lucas did come forward and he was kind of talking about it, but you can see his attitude change in the interviews from the beginning of that to later on, whenever he realized the immense amount of hate. (laughs) Um, Because at first he's like, well, I mean, you got to sell toys to kids. That's basically what he says. And then later on, it's, it's, you know, he starts trying to defend it as the character choices. Here we go. Oh, yeah. The part that ruins the force. (sighs) I mean, it does for me. Some people are okay with it. I you know I liked it enough that I I got really nerdy about it and um, wrote fan fiction based on the idea of midi chlorians and what that means for how to become a Jedi or stay a Jedi and all this stuff. But I, I spent a decade contorting my brain into making this make sense. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, after all of that work and all of the fan fiction writing, reading the discussion forums, the round robins, uh, there's just no, <laughs> no good reason to do this. No, it's just bad. You know what this is? This is this is space genetics. Like this is this is <laughs> which immediately leads to space eugenics. Right. We're, this is go. This which is how is you get to Gattaca. You don't want Star Wars to go. <laughs> and it's it's like it makes me wonder how. How is Lucas racist or is he Stupid. just no? Is he just so heavily neurodivergent? We, like, we know he's that. We know he's autistic. There's no yeah. way. I'm sorry. You can't hear Lucas talk for five seconds without going, <laughs> okay, that boy yeah. <laughs> approaches things like, uh, you know, somebody with autism. But sure. I mean, I identified one of my own in that. But I'll say like. You you have question marks, though, when you have things like, how are we going to deal with him being the most powerful and he's the chosen one? We're going to give him uh, the 
powerful space genetics where he just has it's more of blood. a special thing in his blood. Yeah, he's got Jedi blood. <laughs> like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, and, and we have um, all of the traitors are uh, Jewish stereotypes and all of the yeah, trade federation who are all about money and taxations yeah. and stuff are all Chinese stereotypes. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, they didn't go anywhere with it. Uh, or, or in... Or you would have had the Empire, well, I mean, this is afterthought, but then the Empire would have been testing everybody's blood in the universe. And, and you know, maybe they were, and that's just not a part of the story we heard, but, you know, they didn't, they didn't address it in episodes seven through nine, you know, they didn't even epi- no. address it in episodes two and three. And I'm going to say something that I've been thinking, I actually have not said it's out loud before but i personally think that the gungans are a horribly racist stereotype yeah. of africans yes very clearly as was bossness no bossness is why like that's why it occurred to me watching this oh my god i was obsessed with these two twi'leks i love their outfits i've seen cosplayers do it it is a bucket list cosplay for me i just love how sheer and naked Twi'leks are. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's funny. Another stereotype, right, is that they are literally a race of um, sensual, no, sensual hedonists. Um, <laughs> some bigger, some smaller, but they're all, and they are enslaved because they are. They've been enslaved long before the Empire, on and off, um, intentionally as you know, companions and yeah. models and dancers and. And Lucas made that. <laughs> of course he did. That was him. He came up with that. He even had his, what was it, his uh, his goddaughter, his uh, mm-hmm. grandniece or whatever, be a, a Twi'lek in episode two. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, why do every single alien race have to be a racist stereotype? Right. Or a sexist stereotype. Because that's how Lucas sees the world. Yeah. All in, all in categories only. Mm-hmm. In I get very, that. very sim- simplified categories. Okay, anyone happy that the EAPs are actually camels with CGI over them now with Obi-Wan? Because I am. Because uh, the movements yeah. on these EAPs just, no. <laughs> Real bad. Well, the, the green screening here sucks. I'm sorry, it just does. That, that looks terrible. That looks awful. Compared to today, yes. At yeah. the time, it was pretty freaking stellar. But, I mean, I see, I have an eye for that. Like... It just looks so fake to me. It oh. takes me completely out of it. And it's so wizard because <laughs> we use slang like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. But this whole convoluted thing with the, the wagers that, that Qui-Gon comes up with, it still baffles me. It, it is very much the longest shot in the world. And the only reason that this makes sense is if you read the novelizations oh. and you get into the, I know, I know. You have well, him. Do, do you think Lucas being, shot it with that in mind? Well, he did. He did make the distinctions in his script in that went into the novelization between the fact that uh, Qui-Gon is a master of what he calls the living force and obi-wan is more into hold the on, unifying let's force. back wa- oh i hate this so much oh no that's terrible that's just terrible anyway are you let- talking about the announcers or what i was talking about no the announcers oh yeah but let's let's back up for a minute george lucas had- ben quadaneros <laughs> <laughs> sorry george lucas had to have known 
98% of the people who are going to watch this movie were never going to read any of the fucking books, right? I mean, maybe. Again, <laughs> we're talking about a neurodivergent, and as a fellow neurodivergent, and yes, I know, um, as an autistic person, you know the saying, if you meet an autistic person, you've met one autistic person. But yes. there are some similarities that tend to be around, and one of them is that, you know, like, me and many other neurodivergent Star Wars nerds immediately went and read stuff, you know? Um, so maybe he's somebody who does that. Maybe he reads. And to him, that just made sense. Sure. But he, he's make, <laughs> he's acknowledging that he's putting in product placement all over this movie for his own products. That's true. And and by that same token... He, oh, oh, look, did you see the, the hot dog fingers? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but he thinks... The hot dog fingers is a reference to the movie we just saw. Yes, everything, yes. everywhere, all at once. Not a spoiler, not really. No, um, not a spoiler. But really, really funny. But you're telling me that that Lucas genuinely said like he's writing his script, he's shooting it, and he's thinking, well, this doesn't make that much sense, but they'll I, they'll read the book and it'll all come together. Like, was you... I want to pause real quick because this is my favorite song in in all of like all of episode one. This is just beaten by duel of the fates and that's it i i adore what john williams did with the score yeah and, and lucas uh you know really you know brought that home with the f- great fart scene that we just saw i know right i hate that like <laughs> if you can listen to the soundtrack it's so much better and then, then this it cuts out and there's like <laughs> random farts and <laughs> but back to what i was saying yeah no i obviously lucas didn't plan that to read i don't think so i think he felt that qui-gon was obviously a maverick he wrote him that way. He was played that way. I mean, he was played barely that way. It's not like a Han Solo Maverick. Yeah, but he's um, not. He's all he's, he's stoic the rules. and serious and yeah. But he's breaking the rules in a way that like Alec Guinness really didn't as Obi Wan. Like you got this kind of structured feel, um, and and Qui Gon Jinn doesn't feel that way. Obi Wan even is played as a straight guy against him. Right? He's the rule breaker. And I think that he was probably relying on that, even though it wasn't told well enough to really work. He was relying (laughs) on that to tell the story of why Qui-Gon's doing all of this weird shit. Okay. But what it is, is in in the novelization is, you know, Qui-Gon can sense that this feels right. Even though, oh, look, Leia's bikini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but you understand, and there's... um, Sorry, shoehorn everything in from the previous movies. Gotta, Gotta do it. Oh God! And the one name? with the pink hair in the back. Um, Jabba's you, you assistant. Her... What's his name? Oh, uh, crap! Uh, Alibaba. No, Baba no, 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 no. <laughs> um, S- something. It's on the tip Baba. of my tongue. Oh, I no, I no. Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Thank you. Maybe there's a, some bees. Just took in me there. a second. <laughs> it's just... Anyway, but but <laughs> the novelizations were all fixing Lucas's crap and and then retrofitting it. I, I know. And to be honest with you, it wasn't even good because it, he got Terry Brooks to write this. Yeah. And let me tell you... Not my buddy James Conn. I mean, Brooks, if you've read Shannara, I love Shannara, don't get me wrong, but I love it because I read it as a young adult. Um, Terry Brooks is so... Um, one-dimensional in his characters same as Lucas I guess that makes him the perfect one to make a novelization of something so one-dimensional as this movie but I I would say it it could have used a better touch and uh, Patricia Reedy's version that the the young adult adaptation is much better yeah but my my, my point is 
the books don't salvage anything here. They they retrofit it. If if like I can totally understand why you went and dove into these books to try to make sense of this. Um, I, I needed it to make sense. Yeah, I, I didn't care enough to. I just I hated everything about this so much. I did. I just wanted to get away from it. Oh, there's Warwick Davis cameo. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Yeah, well, he, he I, looks that's good. that's just the age difference between you and I. Like, you came at it as an adult, and I came sure. at it as a kid. Sure. And I and, and had I come at it at your age, where maybe I was a little more open minded, and I wanted to dive in, maybe I would have gone ahead and try to dive into the books to make sense of it but you know that age I, I wanted I wanted the Star Wars experience in a movie and, and again I'm gonna god that looks so bad I'm sorry that oh I so agree bad. Um, again I'm, I'm, I'm gonna reiterate how um, this didn't work for me in such a profound way that I was very worried because I, I all right I walked out of the theater and a lot of people kind of had this look on their face, uh, this like, like bewildered. I could like feel my face just being bewildered. Like what the fuck did I just saw? What just happened? (laughs) And I really thought, Oh my God, have I outgrown star Wars? Am I, am I, am I a bitter 20 something asshole who can't enjoy fantasy anymore? Or a sing. I was fascinated with her just that tiny cameo I read everything I could on her um, and my very first handle was actually Jedi Master Aura because I was that nerd but yeah really cool bounty hunter anyway moving back yeah, no y- 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 I can imagine <laughs> like and then you rewatch the, the original trilogy and you're like no no this is this is good you I'm know, not crazy let, <laughs> me, let me just say now that I'm watching the pod race that I don't give a shit I can appreciate that it's pretty good this looks pretty good the problem was when I was watching it in the context of a new Star Wars movie that I hated, I, it just pissed me off. Plus the fact that I knew it was a commercial for a video game. I just knew it was. It was. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they were already writing the video game when this came out. I mean, I, I don't I don't and know that for did, certain. Why but... do the Tusken Raiders bother shooting? The, what, are they going to scavenge it later? Like, Yeah, actually, okay. that's right. the point. That's fine then. I thought they were just being dicks. No, they're they're there trying to shoot down pods so that they can scavenge them. Okay. Like they do everything. Like I mean, that was that's what they tried to do in the a New Hope too. Yeah, there seem to be a lot of people around, and they don't like that though. <laughs> there isn't though that they're on the other. side. Remember how fast these go? You can see how fast they go. They're in the middle of the desert. Yeah, the, I, I I enjoy watching this so much more that I just don't care. <laughs> like I've, re- I've removed like the emotional stakes from it hmm. and now it's just like a fast race thing yeah it's not the best but I enjoyed it I this was my favorite part of the entire movie outside of the lightsaber fights well let me ask you this since since Qui-Gon has already done all kinds of ethically questionable things to get to this point why doesn't he just use the force and like throw people off the track or break down their speeders and shit? So that's what I wondered actually while he was watching on the screen if yeah. he was trying to influence it. Okay, okay. I'd, I'd, 
I mean, you have Anakin who who can use the Force, obviously, but... He doesn't know it yet. Well, no, but he's using it instinctually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's using some elements of it already, sure. I mean, just like, I'm sure, uh, the moment you put... Oh, no, I can't say his name. The swimmer. Who? The swimmer. The swimmer. Yeah, the big... Are you talking Olympics about were... Michael Phelps? Yes, thank you. Michael Phelps, who is like genetically made to swim. He's yeah, got he's webbing got between <laughs> extra long arms and webbed feet and, and hands. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure if you put him in a pool, he he swam perfectly well. Like, you know, I'm not saying he, he knew how to freestyle right away, but swam really he, well. He, he probably was already a better swimmer than the other kids. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. I would assume that. so. I mean, that was a puppet. <laughs> yeah i guess it's something no it's it's bad there's no saying it's not and this goes on way too long it just does it should have been done five minutes ago and 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 this is another problem with the prequels that lucas does he doesn't know when to stop he doesn't know when to make the point and move on like the um like the final lightsaber battle between um Anakin and Obi-Wan, it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on to the point where you're at a certain point. I mean, I don't know what you felt, but at a certain point I was just like, just we know what's going to happen. Just fucking get on with it. Oh, I definitely felt that in that fight. I didn't feel as much here, but that's because this was so new and different. And to be honest with you, they don't really do this again. Not quite like this. No, they have Ray flying through the caves and shit with the Millennium Falcon for a little bit in um, yeah Force Awakens. But no, they don't do a, a well. Don't they do something like this in Solo? Um, yeah, I mean he's racing through trying to get away. Yeah, so there's that. That's what I mean is that there's elements of it, but I thought this Solo was the first the time they'd done it. Mm-hmm. It's really the last time they do it hardcore. And as a kid, this was fun. It was pretty. It worked. It was fun. There's a ton of practical effects happening. Um, is it Star Wars? I mean, <laughs> it's a video game. It's a video game. It's an excellent yeah. Star Wars video game. I love the video game. I yeah. played that obsessively. No, great. Yeah, it's Mario Kart, but Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Which was exactly what he got this off of. Do not tell me he did not. He <laughs> the 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 success of of of. He probably had his kids and maybe grandkids at that point playing Mario Kart all the time. So he was like, no, nah, we need we need that. We need a video game. Well, what sells? Well, racing games. Cool. We need a race. And he invented this. Well, plus Lucas has always been a race enthusiast. Like I said, he had his... Which, by the way, if you play the expert version of the game, you can jump exactly like this and land in front. It is a great <laughs> cheat. Great. Anyway, but yeah, he had a soapbox racer and an American graffiti his you know, first successful movie. He had lots of race scenes and stuff. So he's very into like cars and car racing and all that shit. Yeah, this made him happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked seeing more of Tatooine and, you know, I guess Tatooine's Tatooine's pretty basic. Sure. I guess as somebody who was constantly looking at the surroundings even as a kid and just imagining what lay behind the you know the frame let me ask you this is there too much tattooing oh there's too much tattooing in star wars in general yes yeah, why, oh yes th- why they they have to keep going back there just because that's where luke 
screw up? It's because that's what they everyone remembers. See, that's the thing. The problem with this is because of we want it to make money and merchandising and all this crap. Well, de- like, desert is a blank canvas. Yes, and it's easy to it's, CGI. It's easy to do stuff on. And also, he could film in Tunisia because it was cheap. And, exactly. And, and there were some cool-looking stuff that was already there. That like, rather, it made it look a little bit like it's an alien planet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that, like the hotel where... Um, yeah, the architecture style is Mars definitely lives, yeah. not not something you would see in America, at least. But but now everything everything is tattooing. Every fucking show. I mean, the Obi-Wan show, I get it. Well, that's because Disney cannot <laughs> walk away from name recognition, which sells product. Again, it's all about product sales. Sure. At least they were on Alderaan for, for some of that. So that was kind of cool. I thought that was really neat. Um and and I guess one thing I did like about Rogue One is they they went to a lot of worlds. Of course, a lot of it was was that Tatooine. No, there was there was no. a Tatooine like planet yes. called something else. It was also rather barren. Yeah, and in the Force Awakens, there's a Tatooine like planet that's not Tatooine because that would yeah, be two on the so nose. I, that movie was so forgettable. I really don't remember what Force Awakens. Yeah, the name of the planet was J- <laughs> Jakku. Jakku, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> See, I thought Force Awakens was a lot better than Rogue One. I. Mm, it's I, all right. Mm, disagree. To me, I was watching it. I enjoyed it, but it it was beat for beat a New Hope, and that bothered me. I probably the same yeah. way that that this bothered you, where it was just like, what, what, why. I kept going, why are we doing the same movie? Well, and that's part of it is, again, I'm going to just say this every time I watch Star Wars because I was such a huge fan of the books, but I was obsessed with Timothy Zahn's trilogy, and I felt like that was the best possible sequel idea ever. It was Mm -hmm. so well fleshed out and so well done, and you had Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is one of the greatest villains ever written. I know it's Moriarty, basically, but still Mm -hmm. fucking phenomenal, and they didn't do it. And then no, I'm sitting here well, watching Force Awakens going, so so you didn't do this amazing storyline that everyone loves and has sold millions and millions of copies. No, because because just to of remake this. A New Hope. Because of this. Because of this? Yes, because of the prequels. They thought the prequels pissed off everybody so much. Because they were much, too different? Yes, that they had to go back to basics. And and Disney plays it safe. That's very true. Disney does play it's it safe. It's a reboot, so they have to reboot. And no, no, they're not going to take any chances and get heady like the Zahn novels. They're just not going to do that. One day they might. Like, no. They give John Favreau enough power, he might do it. Because you know he's right No, that. They've, they've already retconned the universe too much that, that the novel itself can't happen. But do the characters are there. Time travel, alternate, they've alternate already, universes. They've already brought Thrawn back in Rebels, okay. I believe it is. So okay. he's already officially back. And he's a character. No, but... Isn't Taika Waititi doing a new trilogy that is completely supposedly separate from the Skywalker lineage He's and all that shit? He's doing a new movie. I didn't know it was a trilogy. I know it's a movie. I thought for it was well. It, but no. yeah, no, if it's it, supposed if it to bombs, be. He's not going to do another movie. It's yeah. supposed to not be Skywalker. Yes. Um, so we hear. Supposedly, I'm going to not hold my breath. But no, no, that's really hard for me to imagine. Would Disney really take that yes. much of a chance? Yes, because it's go- not a chance anymore because of Mandalorian. It's not a chance. But that's still in that Their universe. Number one, the doesn't Mandalorian matter. Is, they, they even had to shoehorn Luke back. Oh, they did. One. But the story itself and the characters in it have nothing to do with 
anything else. You don't even have the the Mandalorian isn't even Boba Fett. Like we do get Book of Boba Fett. Don't get me wrong, but we got Book of Boba Fett after the Mandalorian was successful. And the child is the number one selling merchandise toy. Yeah, now Joe Dante is suing. Did you see that? What? Yeah, Joe Dante is like that baby Yoda's just fucking gizmo. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah. No is. no one can look at that and think otherwise, but Yeah. I don't I know mean, what took him so long, but yeah, now he's suing. He's not going to make it. I mean, it was made by um uh they'll oh, they'll Grant settle. Watkins, that's who it is, and who I love and is gone far too soon and mm-hmm. um but he 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 made it. And the character design they're going to say is based on uh the the Muppet you know, Yoda, which was made by Jim Henson. So he's not going to really have much of a leg to stand on in that no, lawsuit. That, that, that's a really good point, but it looks a lot more like a gizmo. It, yes, but it is also believably a younger version of whatever Yoda's yeah, race yeah, is. It's green. <laughs> it is a hundred. No, it's a hundred percent believable how it looks. It definitely is recognizably that. But back, back, And you could almost argue that gizmo was ripped off of, uh, Yoda. Yeah, sure, sure. They'll, they'll countersue. <laughs> <laughs> right? They'll countersue Joe Dante. Anyway, so back to what I was saying. Do do we really think... Cause if, because when they make a movie... When you make a movie these days, a big budget fantasy or sci-fi movie, you're doing it under the assumption it's going to spawn a bunch more shit. Nobody makes well, standalone... Yeah, nowadays... And, and Disney's gonna not going to give Taika Waititi this giant check in the hope that he's going to do this mm. isolated one-off. But you're forgetting one aspect. Disney pretends to be cool with minorities and LGBTQ. Yeah. Yeah. They aren't. They just... They, they are because that's the money pennies, right? Like, gotta they have pretend, the money. Yeah. But they're, they're, it's all lip service. Everyone knows this. You watch a Disney movie and it is the most lip service of lip service. Everyone freaking out about two women kissing in a Star Wars that film. That you don't even that know. You the don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. It's literally lip service. Yeah. Like, literally. And here's Taika Waititi, who has made one of the greatest LGBTQ shows of all fucking time. It is the representation I've always wished for. I cannot believe. It exists in this universe to this day. It is the greatest thing. And and it's successful beyond belief, so they're not going to throw away the money. But they're sitting there going, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, but... but we want on. you to do this. And you did the Marvel movies that are all making tons of money. And <laughs> yeah. but, but what if he goes super gay with Star Wars? Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't think they're that worried about that. I think, oh, I, think I think they're worried about... Let's pretend they're not. This is what I'm worried about. <laughs> they're they're building a new a new thing. Taika Waititi is going to do something new. We can all agree on that, right? Well, hold on. Okay. Can we agree? Taika no. Waititi is go- Disney understands. Okay. They didn't if hire some mean... hack to do whatever they want. <laughs> they hired a guy that does his own thing. Right. We can agree with that, right? Sure. I personally think he's going to harvest plot lines from the EU, but that's me. <laughs> okay, but you're missing the point. Okay, go ahead. The point is this. Taika Waititi is is going to do his thing, whatever the yes, fuck that is. That's true. Thematically. Okay, just like they let Ryan Johnson do his thing, which was a big mistake. So, at least they're concerned. Some people really like that movie. I don't. I, I thought it was fine. But, do... It was, and, it was better than the third. Well... <laughs> Yeah. But to be fair, episode one is almost better than that. Uh, yeah, almost. Not quite, but almost. almost. But anyway, so 
like I said, they're going to write him this huge check and they're going to do this new thing with the thought that this is going to be really successful and it's going to spawn either more movies true, or true. more TV shows or whatever. Do Is Disney really willing to take the chance of doing something completely new? No fucking Skywalker, no Darth Vader, no Obi-Wan, no Yoda, none of that shit. Let's do something brand spanking new and pull maybe pull some elements from the EU or go full EU or write a brand new story. Do you think they're really willing to go that far? That we will really, really see something completely new and different? I, I don't think... I, I think you're right in that they're going to shoehorn familiar things in because Disney can't help themselves. <laughs> but I think that they saw because it's true that the the sequel trilogy were flops compared to even the prequels. Episode one, like for all that, it's a horrible movie The people went and saw it and saw it again and saw it again and wrote books. And, and let me tell you online, the fervor around this movie, you either loved it or you hated oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Cause of the, all the anticipation. Yeah. Of yeah. So I, right. Exactly. And they don't really have that for the sequel. So the first force awakens a little bit of that after that though, people were just ho hum about it. And so they're, they're trying to make the money. They bought star Wars for a ass ton of money. With four the, billion dollars. Well, it, no, it was it was it was there was more to it than that. I'm pretty sure that the numbers are different from what you're saying because I remember it being somewhere along the lines of like 14 billion. Um, it was no, a lot. No, I think it's four. But anyway, we'll, that's, we'll that's look it up later. But it was it was a very very large it amount of shit, money. It was a shit ton of money. Yes, um, they did it because they oh, still. This is a great lightsaber fight, and the fact that his lightsaber is definitely orange and not red in these fight scenes. I thought I had imagined that because mm-hmm. whenever you see it later, it's definitely red and here it's definitely not. Um, anyway, it's see orange, orange. Yeah. Um, I think that they, they know that they only have so much more milk they can get out of the classic characters. I think they're doing it right now. You have young Leia in Obi-Wan. Um, you really can't tell many more stories. It's almost all dried up completely. So they're gonna have to get new with it. And yeah. I think they're gonna do it begrudgingly. <laughs> but if you're gonna take a bet on anybody to do something brand new and still make money that's gonna be tongue in cheek enough that kids can watch it and you can sell merchandise, Taika Waititi is is that's the choice. That that's the choice. And he and he is definitely the director of the time. So but think about this. Like when I say new, I mean no fucking empire. Oh, no, no. There's going to be the set. You can't say that because then it's not. It has to have the window dressing. Well, then then you're not really getting away from it. If you're if you're shoehorning in Star Destroyers and Adat Walkers and X-Wings, that still makes me cringe. You're not really doing anything new. It's it's I grew up with it being called AT-AT Walker, not (laughs) Adat. Hmm makes my brain hurt. so 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 what you're saying is no they they really aren't gonna... well if that's what you meant i thought you meant like going away from the skywalker bit going away from palpatine no, I, going I mean, away from i mean you're in this universe and you're doing something new we are after the first order we are after the empire i think that he's going to do something that has very little to do or nothing to do with the power struggles between the empire and other things okay Okay. I'd I'd love to see that. I would love to see. So him. maybe say like keep the tech, like 
well, the Empire came up with this tech, and there's no reason not to keep using it, even if right. they're not evil. I mean, he could do something on the Outer Rim. He could right. also do something like, um, I, everyone would love to see Knights of the Old Republic, and that would be super cool. Uh, seeing seeing the Sith before Palpatine, seeing the Jedi way back right after the... So you, so you think he's going to go backwards? I think that there's a lot more places to go if you go backwards. I think you either have to go backwards or forwards. That's my point. If you go forward and we are in a post-First Order, post-any-Skywalker world... Post-New Republic, yeah. Then you have a a blank canvas. For the most part. And you're still going to have like them using... Obviously, they'd have to use the tech. If you go further back... I I totally bought that charm, that plastic freaking charm. <laughs> oh my god! But if you're Taika Waititi, don't you kind of want to do that? I would think that he would, because the, all right, do this. Let's do this for a second. Let's think about when we were neurodivergent Star Wars nerds. Were and and we <laughs> well, and we yes. we just got done watching Empire, right? right? And then we ran into the backyard and we created more in this universe oh yes and a lot of what we created was new weird ships and new weird characters and new political dynamics i mean that's what i did right um that's what you did i definitely expanded on the characters that i saw and yeah sure um, did some of that too like i got really into like best bit that i got really microscopic about it and but didn't, and you, didn't you also create new things within this universe that you didn't did not see in a book or on a screen. Oh, for sure, for sure. And if you're Taika Waititi, don't you think he's more apt to want to do that? See, I would like to see him do a uh, underbelly movie of Coruscant, kind of like what you're seeing here. I you always see it from the top. I loved in Mandalorian that you got to see it from the from the bottom in places. That was beautiful and amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna put it out there that it would be the perfect setting because. You could do it at any time frame. It doesn't matter because Coruscant's been a city planet for, you know, ever. And it would be neat because you could do so much in a small place. And I have a strong suspicion that the budget for this movie is not going to be the world's biggest because I think Disney has figured out that they make the most money off of their TV shows. You know, I don't think they're going to do the type of pouring millions and millions and millions of dollars in the way they did for the for the sequel trilogy. I think they're going to start pulling back from that. Hmm. Okay. okay. So I would I mean, love to I would see rather they did that because that, that forces, then that you, forces could do, you to write good stories and good characters and doing work it with what you have. In Coruscant's Underbelly allows you to do exactly what you're talking about. No Skywalkers, no Palpatine or anything. Technically, there's Empire or Republic or something in the background. But of course, as a bottom dweller... But then we're going backwards because Coruscant got blown up, remember? <sighs> yes. We think but it was Coruscant that got blown we, up. We think, yes. It, but, you know, you, if you're underground here, the pe- poor people at the bottom would have no care who who the ruling class are they don't give a crap like well, then, all that I changes is a, the the color of their credits i always had a problem with that yeah well then if they don't care why do we care if this galactic empire and war doesn't affect your average person then why do i care well so as a very poor child growing up into a very poor adult who's always been at the bottom this just cutting off real quick that headdress that dress is one of the most elaborate pieces of costuming ever created. 
and they used real vintage pearls and vintage, I believe, kimono silk and from like 1920s kimonos. And it just, and that headdress weighed something like 26 pounds. It just, mm-hmm. ah, let me nerd out over that. But to go back to it, um, you know, doing something with, with the class levels, I was, it should not have mattered for me, right? Like w- what happened to people who were richer than me had no effect on me. I was poor. You know, I, I lived in a, in a roast, <laughs> roach infested apartment um, for a long time and yeah. took me a long time to kind of crawl out of that type of destitution. So it didn't matter to me, but it did. I was still politically active. I still cared because I could see how the grand scheme of where a culture goes would eventually affect other people. And I, well, I wasn't somebody who believed in just caring for myself. So I will say this for the type of, I'm just going to air quote around heroes that we're taught to believe in from stories, from Disney, from everything. Those people would not be just sitting there saying, well, how does that affect me? Why do I care? And, but the people you meet on the street, of course they would. And I love that in in the Obi-Wan show, right? We have this street characters that are like, but well, that doesn't affect me. No, they get, they get granular. Exactly. Which I think is incredibly important. And I think building on that is important. I think it speaks to the political times of today. I wish Lucas would have done some of that in this, but he didn't, he didn't do any of it. Well, I mean, at this point, Lucas has been how far removed from ever being poor in his life. Right. He lives in his little, you know, his compound. Exactly. (laughs) And he rarely comes out unless he has to. And, and as somebody who is heavily neurodivergent, I'm just going to say maybe Lucas is the same. When you put me into an environment and that environment is the same for any length of time, I have golden retriever brain. Like today is how it's been, how it's always been, how it always will be. And tomorrow is, you know, something totally different. And that is how it's been and (laughs) will forever be. Uh, I have a hard time with the whole conceptualizing things being different than what I'm in in the moment. So you might be fighting a little bit of that here. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you this then. If, if they if they handed you the blank check and said you're writing the new Star Wars trilogy, where do you go with it? Oh, God! I mean, absolutely. I'm gonna go and start playing with Outer Rim. I'm gonna start bringing in all these different worlds that I've read about but never got to see. I want to bring in some, you know, Isalamiri. I, I mean, sure, not a big sure. fan of the Michael Stackpole. That's no, you asked me. That's where I'm going. I'm no, but going. What's the story? What's the storyline? What's the plot? Well, so the storyline doesn't have to be anything in particular in my brain. Like I would create a universe that I would want to see. Okay. But I'm also not as I'm not a storyteller like this. Like my my fan fictions were not well read. <laughs> did not have a following. Uh, um, I asked the wrong person. Yes, you did. The, okay, the let's window pre- dressing let's pretend, is everything. Let's pretend you, you you had all the characters. Well, no, let's ask you. You're do. a storyteller. Where would you go with this? I, I would go in a really fucking weird direction. I would go what I, I've thought about this before. I would have maybe you can keep like Ray and some other people and, and have the um, the new new Republic if you want. Right. And then I would have like these almost cultists from the outer rim who have learned to basically tap into the dark side and, and use it for just really just selfish base shit they don't give a shit about the sith or the jedi or political conquest like they basically just want to just want to have control and control people and be evil assholes okay and then you figure out how to deal with that like asymmetrical warfare 
like forget about X-Wings versus Star Destroyers. You have basically forced terrorists. Ooh. That's what I would do. Oh, that would be really poignant right now, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and you can even bring back that midichlorian shit if you want, or, or whatever. Find force the force sensitive people out there, learn how to harness this. Right. For, no, no, bring just, bring midichlorians back. I mean, let's talk about genetics their right personal now. Personal little spheres of power. Right? Absolutely that. Yeah, force terrorist. I like that term. That's what I would do. Now, if anybody would be interested in that, or if that would sell, no, and that would actually tickets, fit within know. the Star Wars world because that's how the Jedi were labeled by Palpatine here, and that's when after sure. you know Order Six that they were they were force using terrorists. They sure. were subversive. But these really would be these, these, these like you could have some like neo religious type cultists. You know, because you have one charismatic guy that can move rocks and shit. Yeah, right, right. You right. could do that and fuck with people's minds and, like, you know, do, like, a, like, get women to sleep with him through, you know, mind force control. Like, you know, really get dark, dark with it and real with it. And, you know, then you'll have people who just, like, you know, rob banks and shit with their force powers. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like a gang of force sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, malcontent teenagers yes. running around with their speeder bikes and that's actually dead on to what you would experience in at the at the bottom of Coruscant that yeah. is actually in a lot of the, the novelizations they get into not force using usually though sometimes they would have someone vaguely force sensitive or you can make it more organized and have like this one big very force sensitive cult leader who before would have probably been a Sith Lord but now he's just he's just a guy that like puts together this cult Right. And they 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 come and they say they come visit the new republic and they were away from the outer rim and we just want you know we want peace and an exchange of of information and commerce and absolutely and then like you know the, the ray if she's around consent like something's off here and then and then the conflict builds from that oh can we not have ray please oh boy it doesn't have to be ray but yeah can, and you were already saying let's go completely different so sure, if this is your sure. story can we just not have my but, least okay. favorite character of all time okay if you wanted to stick if you wanted to ride off of that but if you wanted to go completely new yeah i would just have the stories of these of these force terrorists running around the galaxy i love that i would i would watch that well who knows maybe that's going to be some of the direction that taika goes because i mean he is absolutely he's so good at wrapping current subject matter and you know the the culture of the times in humor well we know there's going to be all kinds of gay stuff and we know how much that's going to piss off so much of the internet which is maybe maybe taika doesn't always do (laughs) super gay sometimes he does mild gay i I think he's going to go real gay with this i haven't seen thor love and thunder yet but if that's as gay as you know Uh, oh it's so gay that most of the marvel won't show it what yeah they pulled it oh okay yes i'm gonna be so into it but yeah the then he's probably gonna go super gay with this if they let him well (laughs) no he's he's figured it out for himself like yeah yeah, he has to play the game a bit but no he's gonna make he's he's gonna make at least one main character he's in his super gay he's in his heyday like he's a director who is well aware that he has paid his dues and he is so powerful right now he could do whatever he wanted to and people would let him that's right because you attach his name to it and people are going to go buy it exactly yeah yeah. he's earned his way to the top but 
I really don't know. I, I really don't know what he's going to do. I know he's going to do something new, but I don't know if he's going to completely get away from Skywalkers and Siths and Jedis. I, I, I just don't know. I know it's not supposed to be about Skywalker. I really hope that that means, sincerely, it's not about Skywalker. Like, I would love to see, like, Ray Skywalker set in that time frame, like, on a, on a hollow projector billboard. As you fly past, like that's all you see. I mean, the, the, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like come join the the new Jedi Temple. Or they'll and, do a little wink to it, where like someone's telling kids a story or something. Oh yeah, the yeah. Walker of the Sky. Yeah, blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then just move quickly. Yes. Because because you know Disney's going to need at least some name recognition happening. Like they're going to have to drop something. Have you noticed for the past like half hour we're talking about anything but this movie? Because this is <laughs> bad. <laughs> I mean, again, even when I was 15, 15 and, but and what if we completely untreated ADHD we've seen people talking in rooms for the last half. Hour. It's true. That's all we've seen. But even as a kid watching this with untreated ADHD, I was fascinated by the outfits. I sat and stared at like Palpatine's quilted robe because the rest of it was so boring. Yeah, and and Ian McDermott is great, but he's directed horribly here too. He's so flat. He's so flat. Well, but he, like he doesn't have any like really suspicious looks, or he he's not. His body language is just very flat and stale. Like God, Lucas sucks. Well, to, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they were intentionally trying to make you question if this was truly going to become. No. Come on. Did anybody no, know no. that this wasn't Palpatine? I mean, they said Senator Palpatine, so no. <laughs> or, or the thought was like, maybe he's not evil yet. Maybe there's a different Jedi that's more evil. Because I do remember that. I remember mm. the conversation I had going like, wait, well, but maybe it was just me and my family. But we were we were questioning whether or not that Palpatine was actually evil yet. No, I listen. I think everybody knew that's 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 Palpy. He's going to get there. I have always been so confused by the setup for the Jedi Council. I've always been confused by the Jedi Council. They don't do I get anything. the Jedi Council thing. No, they don't do anything in this movie. But um, you're right. Okay, I'm going to keep bringing up the EU because, yes, it's the only place that makes sense. <laughs> that there, that This doesn't make sense in the movie at all. Okay. So, all right. Well, if, if you had the blank check, would you make... Would you take some of the EU stuff and make it into a movie? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I would okay. be harvesting mostly from the Thrawn trilogy, but so much else. And let me tell you, like uh, Aaron Alston, who's my second favorite Star Wars author of all time, had some great planets with great ideas that would have been super fun to see come to life on screen. I'm not saying I would have taken it directly out of, but I would have been, you know, taking concepts of um, spaceships here and like, let's take Wes Jansen's um, holographic cloak, which I loved in Starfighters of Atomar. And let's take the, uh, let's take Piggy, the speaking Gamorrean. Um, there's so many interesting things you could have gone with. And, you know, well, another they, thing you could do if you wanted to is go, go back a thousand years or a thousand generations, wherever you want to, call it and and do the formation of the republic right and that's kind of what i was talking about with the knights of the old republic yeah like getting into the really really old stuff from long before palpatine would have been around story right like that would have been cool or the original jedi and sith war that would be fun you know it wouldn't i'd be very disappointed but not surprised if you know taika does something good but it's more 
it's more of the same shit. I don't think that it's going to be more of the same shit, but I do think that though they're going to give him at least a movie or whatever, um, one hopes it's a trilogy. I think that Disney is going to give him a, what they feel is not a throwaway throwaway, but is because I I don't think they're going to give him a main storyline for like their new main characters. Like I, I think just like Thor Love of Thunder, like it's not one of the main Marvel movies, right? Mm. Joss Whedon did the main big ones. Um, This is an offshoot. This is a side bit and it's mostly about humor. So I think they're going to do the same thing and hand him, because I mean, Disney owns Marvel too and that's what they did with that. So I wouldn't be surprised if what he's doing is more along the lines of Solo or Rogue One and a lot less along the lines of the uh, sequels, prequels or Okay, so it's going to be like trilogy. a more contained story right. about one guy or two people or... Yes, I think. I think that's what they're going to definitely go with. Okay. I don't think it'll be his or, choice. Or how about a female main character that isn't just a Luke clone? Uh, that would be nice. Oh, no, no, no. Remember... Palpatine clone, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> literal Palpatine. Literal. No, god, no. that was stupid. Just, oh god. Just, <laughs> Maybe we'll do a Snoke origin story. Oh my god, the most insignificant character in all of Star Wars. And it was such a good character design. I wanted it to be something. It was cool, and it seemed like he had nothing to do with Vader, and nothing to do with Palpatine, and had nothing but but disdain that's for Vader. They, that's why they killed him off. I just was like, but he's so cool. It makes sense. Um, I never liked the testicles that is her hair in this. Like, just <laughs> why are we doing this? Why is her hair in gauze bags? Why do you have to say, "Come on, R two"? He was already following you. Yeah, because you, you had to shit. say the you name out loud to let them know that shit. that's the character that's Shut in the scene. Shut your mouth, you dumb little shit. <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Is this where the therapy's coming in? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Get on the ship and shut up. <laughs> I, I never understood why they were walking around. Like, <laughs> why is he on a movie? It's obvious that... Palpatine's Pal- not moving. Pal- Palpy's on a on a turntable. He, he yeah, he's on, he's on a he's on a hollow projector that's on a like a crab like thing that's robotic. I just never understood. They're trying to insert why. Him. I don't know. I, I and why are they listening to him? Well, that that makes sense. So he's he's long since taken over the Trade Federation and has used his boss. force powers okay. to uh, make basically their trades work better so they're getting a lot more money with him as as an advisor as we we go on in the prequels it doesn't really ever work out for them and they keep no they just keep going well that's the thing you don't see what happens before where it really does work out for them and they gain power so they 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 have reason to trust him they've made him okay he's made them very rich to this point exactly okay okay because i mean we have to go with the stereotype but but again this is where lucas just doesn't know how to write a script they could have had a throwaway line like, oh, you sure? Well, he's worked up to this point. Look yeah. how rich he's made us. And yeah. I'd be like, okay, got it. You're right. The problem with this movie is all the exposition that is not even exposition. <laughs> yeah. They talk around the point and you have to yes. kind of get there with really dry dialogue. Yes. Um, because A New Hope and all the rest of the original trilogy definitely... They get to the point. Th- they get to the point and they definitely do it through exposition and it's verbal exposition, but, but th- remember, it's very it's succinct. it's also edited in such a way that it it moves along and makes sense. Did Lucas That's edit true. this himself? I think he had a large hand yeah. in it. I know he had a, he, I know he was writing the script himself. He wrote almost, almost all of this is Lucas. This is the one he had his fingers in the hardest oh, of clearly, all of them. Yeah. 
but I think he, yeah, I think you're right about the editing. Cause I remember watching the behind the scenes stuff and it was like all Lucas and it was, yeah, he was, he was really in charge of everything. You know. Yeah. You'd have to let me actually take the trials there. Master Qui-Gon. <laughs> I always thought that Obi-Wan was a little old to be a, a Padawan, a student. But well, that's the thing. Is he a student? Is he a Jedi? Well, they make mention of it is that he is a little old to be a Padawan and he's re- been ready to take the, the trials for a while. But they're and calling him a Jedi throughout the first part of the movie. Well, he is a Jedi. Jedi he's Jedi, a Jedi, Jedi Padawan. Oh, oh, it's the same thing. No, he is he is a student <laughs> Jedi. Well, they don't uh, say him, at the beginning. Think of him there, like a, a yellow Jedi belt. and his student waiting in the thing. No, because they both, to anyone who isn't a Jedi... They're all Jedi. They all use the Force. They okay. use lightsabers. Okay. Um, but to anyone who is a Jedi, they'd be looking at but Obi-Wan in the, crawl, in the crawl, it says he's a Jedi. I know. He is a Jedi. <laughs> he's a Jedi Padawan. <laughs> Still makes him a Jedi. Uh, does it? Well, then Well, then Anakin is a Jedi now. Um, no. Be- well... <laughs> No. See where that falls apart? Because no, because no, 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 he's been, said, no, we're no, he's been, he's he's been one. doesn't matter. He's been refused by the council, though. Yeah, well, but Qui-Gon says, fuck the council. We just saw that in that very exciting scene when they were walking around. Yes, true. I just, oh, God. Oh, I, I hate, forgot he came back. Yeah, I hate his clothes in this. It's so bad. There's the warriors. <laughs> oh, maybe Taika Waititi will do the dark Jar Jar. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot how bad Boss Ness was in this. I mean, it looked better when he was surrounded by the CGI of the underwater city, but oh, oh, it's so bad. I do like the outfits on the guards for Naboo. Um, I felt like it was this beautiful use of a lot of the original uh, Macquarie designs for some of the Sith characters. So so that race Close. is amphibious. They live in the water because they can. Right. But they can also live on land. Right. Wouldn't it be easier to live on land? No, because the Nabooians are there. And that was his point, is that the Naboo people have always considered themselves to be a class above a race different than the, the Gungans. And the Gungans were treated as not just like worse than they were treated as like not even sentient like Mm. and because of that there's a lot of hate from the gungans against the nabooans and then the the nabu people had no idea that the gungans had all of this these this technology and these cities and this army they get into that in this is this qui-gon just fucking with his mind do you think uh yeah (laughs) i mean i personally think qui-gon did a lot in this i i'm not saying that's canon i'm just I really, oh God, why, why? Is it so he can make a 3D movie and squirt water at the kids? Yes. Like, oh, so bad. <laughs> oh God, Ray Parks is so cool. No one can convince me otherwise. Ray Parks is the best. I'm telling you, for a hot minute, the Shatternarians sounded like old men and not Asian people. Okay, all right. I don't so, believe you, but all right. <laughs> I, how would I have made that, invented that? I'm not you. I don't know. And I, I actually, I remember when, when it happened. Yeah. I was uh, visiting my sister in Florida in like 2009 or 10. 
and they were showing this on whoever showed it at the time HBO before Disney Plus. It was HBO or Showtime, one of those. And I decided to you know give it a give it a watch. And then yeah, the Shadowlands came on and and they they sounded like old men. And okay. I, and I remember my sister saying like, oh yeah, Lucas got in trouble for to the Asian stereotypes, so they they redubbed it. That would make sense if they were trying to show this in China. Yeah. But now Disney said, fuck it, they're Asian again. <laughs> so, well, you know, so. it's the original version. Not that they cared about that for the... Well, we talked about this a little bit before. Luke, yeah, Lucas hasn't gone back and fucked with his prequels yet. I mean, he will. Inevitably. Yes, true. I mean, no, he won't because it's not his, but they're not going to do it again. Oh, that's right. No, yeah. he can't. He can't. He can't. It's not his he anymore. Yeah. Oh God! Yes. So let me let me ask you about this. So when they bought when they bought it from George, and they were working on episodes, they they said we're going to do an episode seven, eight, nine, and they gave George like a courtesy meeting to have to have him pitch his ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what they were? Or because I've heard a couple things. I've only heard rumors and and half baked ones. And it was fucking that. weird. So I need to hear what you heard. <laughs> what was it? What I well, first of all, I heard he got very pissed off. They didn't want to use his ideas after he sold. After he sold. It to yeah, him. I do know that he he definitely had his panties in a bunch yeah, over that one. But I heard he wanted to do like something with microscopic organisms, what? like a like a microscopic world. We were going to go Ant-Man and the yes, Wasp with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, that's what he wanted to do. And Disney was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that sounds good. We're going to take, we're going to think about that. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Why? Because he's George Lucas. Like, how many sharks is he going to jump? See, there, there. Why? Why is it? Why, why are they why walking? Is why, a, is why is he walking? Why is it a crab thing? Yes. Why can't they be just sitting there? It's a very short conversation. Why can't they just stand there? Because it's a space hologram. It has to be on crab legs. I don't get it. So that makes me think if George decided to not uh, sell Star Wars, he would have made a very weird episode seven, eight, nine, I guess. I mean, I guess maybe it would be a throwback to how weird uh, THX one, one, three, eight was. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah. But THX 1138 wasn't a big fantasy movie. It was an art house movie oh yeah it was a college outhouse art house movie but and the reason this is an outhouse movie you're not wrong the charm of star wars really came from the budget constraints yes and we talked about that quite exactly and this this proves it right here i mean when you give lucas an unlimited budget of of thx that's my point is that charming movie he would have made the sequels in a time where he had the money and it would have been bad no matter what i don't care what his ideas were but what did you hear about what his ideas were Oh, pitch to Disney. I didn't hear anything too solid. I heard like concepts of trying to. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's the retcon of Jar Jar Binks being <laughs> actually this evil whatever, or getting into um, the you know kids of of Luke basically. Okay. Which okay, like I didn't. I never got a full storyline from anyone. I really wasn't that curious after a while. Um, no, right, because this thing has, this story has been told. Yeah. It's and, run aground. How many times are we going to do this? And I got to tell you that no matter how much I loved this movie when it came out, we were all online, me and all the other fans on the Force.net, um, 
we were all mocking Lucas. I mean, we called him Mr. Moneybags. We called him the man in plaid. We like it was it wasn't like any of us respected him. Like all of us were like, cool, we got to make a nod to the dawn because he he made, you know, he made the the universe we love. He's the godfather, right? You got to tip your hat. You got to pay your dues. But at the same time, please don't let him anywhere near our shit. Like, please and this was this was before episode two came out because it was a decent wait between episode one and episode two, uh, and two years I think. Yeah, yeah, two or it, three years. it didn't just happen right back to back. And yeah. I remember going like, no, like like it was fun, we had fun, but we need Star Wars now. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> roll it on back, Lucas. Yeah. Give then, it to someone else. And the point everyone was making is that the best movies in all of Star Wars were the ones that he had the least amount of uh, creative control. That's right. Your That's first right. Wilhelm scream here. He didn't here. even direct Empire. No, he didn't. He didn't write the script. He didn't direct it. He had the idea. He wrote he, a plot he line. He had more of a hand in Jedi, and, and you can see some of the cracks emerging. Although that's still a great movie. It is, and and but a New Hope was that good because of the editing of his wife. That's right. Um, Empire Strikes Back is considered the greatest Star Wars movie of all time to this day and that is entirely because Lucas had very little to do with it. Someone else got to play in his world and I'm going to say here it is happening again with Mandalorian again, nothing to do with Lucas. Well, I mean, we'll we'll have to do Empire at some point, but Irvin Kirshner never did anything big or anything sci-fi. He did like like plays basically he Which did like very just why small it was good stories. because when you bring it down to the small characters it becomes impactful yeah it's I mean, the problem like you were saying earlier it's the size it's 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 the third movie in the sequel which again I can't even remember the name of because it was so bad seeing that many <laughs> star destroyers in the air seeing this many droids oh, the, on the ground seeing it the scale yeah, of it I like you were complaining remember anything from that movie now. you were complaining about rise of there you go the rise of douche canoes i don't know um you were complaining about rogue one and why you would have preferred it to be a much more narrowed down battle yes. and more simplistic and i yes. agree with you because the charm of star I would, wars I would is have the to it have been like a spy thriller sure but if you were going to have a space battle is your point that it you you told me earlier you didn't want there to be so many ships that it was just yeah messy yeah, and simple like, yeah like like the trench battle so this was definitely ominous watching this as a kid. Like you think they're funny and goofy and then there was like this many of them and you had this feeling. I guess <laughs> I wasn't feeling much of anything at this point. Uh, again, you weren't 15. <laughs> well, so much for your fucking shield. Well, anything slow goes through it. Remember that this is uh, Lucas and he rips everything off. So Dude, welcome yeah. to Dune. <laughs> oh. Blue balls. Exactly. This, Boombas. This, I, you know, you almost wonder if Lucas was trolling you at this point. I, I really, <laughs> really suspected that with Jar Jar in this. Well, I mean the blue balls specifically. Oh, Possibly. Oh boy, Anakin's in the ship. He will be, huh? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Come on. It's this guy. It's epic. This is epic. I don't care who you are, how old you are. Ray Park's opening his eyes and looking up like that. It's like. (sighs) Yeah, it would have been great if I knew. Shivers. To this day, I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Okay. Okay. God, he was so oh oh his horns were so badly attached. 
Oh, I forgot about that. You you can see the paste. Hey, it's those guys again. Finally. Droid Dekaz. Destroy droids. Yeah, there should have been more of those and less of the useless ones. I'm going to agree with you there. So much for being safe in the fucking hangar. Oh, yeah. Force jump, force flip. Good times. <laughs> I like how the Jedi couldn't take these guys out, but somehow we're gonna try to we're gonna try to shoot them down ourselves. Well, guess they don't have a choice. So here's something I've never understood. <laughs> okay, why? All right. Yeah, I mean, for for someone who's supposed to be just a natural at flying things, how are you not able to figure out that the trigger thing are, is the thing that looks like <laughs> well, he did, a trigger? He, he did eventually. Yeah, but why would you be pushing buttons and not grabbing the thing that looks like a giant He's joystick with force. a? He's got the force. He's got the oh, midichlorians. Sure. Midichlorians are doing the work. Why? Why is there a helmet that fits him? That is a very good question. Thank you. Maybe Jake Lloyd had just like a ridiculously big head. I don't think so. No. He was just a little guy. I mean, I'm loving this because you can tell that Liam Neeson has had classic sword fight training. Oh, no, yeah, no, he like, has. He, he had to he be taught that. how to fight with what a lightsaber. And you and McGregor, of course, um, just... He he poured himself into learning this, but he was a Star Wars nerd before he got to do this movie. Oh sure, yeah. And neither one of them. I could you imagine? Just I'm gonna sit here and 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 get in my feels a bit myself. But as a kid who never really got to explore the martial arts the way I wanted to, and was obsessed with it, um, the thought of being able to be trained in lightsaber fighting by Ray motherfucking parks. I mean, freaking world champion. (laughs) Just, I, I, I spent long hours at night living out that fantasy in my head. Weren't you upset then that they, they killed, well, I guess they didn't, actually kill the character oh no no i was super upset i was pissed i was royally pissed the death of darth maul is one of the major reasons i started writing fan fiction for this movie i got into the midichlorians and all that because as you start writing you start hitting bump after bump going wait what how do i (laughs) but it was because darth maul should not have died qui-gon jinn should not have died um anakin should have like there should have been so much else going on in this there there was nothing else to do with qui-gon i i understand fully why they killed him off Mm, disagree I felt like it could have been done in a different way and if you did keep him dead that's fine but there should have been not the way Lucas thinks well fair (laughs) oh that's what's gonna get you killed okay sure oh these line deliveries again He's supposed to be a nine-year-old, you know, hyper-focused on on flying and and let's go left. <laughs> let's try spinning. That's a good trick. Oh God! There you go. <laughs> See, I mean, I, I would have expected some things about this movie. I would have expected that out of a six-year-old, but a nine-year-old, no. I thought he was six. That, that's what I th- 
thought did they say no no you do know how old he is and you know how you know you how old is he he is it is said in this it is but um shmi says it but uh you got to remember weird al yankovic's lyrics oh oh, he's just nine and she's 14 yeah i mean oh that's just ridiculous how high up you are with that Uh uh-uh i had sweaty palms when i was a kid looking at this Also, if they were going to be this high up, and this is the palace, by the way, why are the windows not carbine proof? Wouldn't they be transparent steel and not glass? Well, it's glass when it's convenient. Like, same thing in Star Trek. Sometimes the windows are glass when they need to shatter. Sure. There you go. Yeah, not transparent aluminum. Also, why? I never understood these giant reactor thingies. Like, what is this supposed to be doing? I assumed it powers the whole planet. (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know, but I do know why. Why would you have these open have walkways around it? a really it? cool place. Sure. That's exactly it. That is why. And the catwalks are for servicing. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, you're you're correct. You got it right in one is it's Lucas and it had to yeah. just be window dressing. But this this is part of the palace, this room. Yeah. <laughs> Why? This is underneath the palace. This is the giant. Underneath? No, it's yeah. not. They, they they went from the hangar to this room, to this area. That's true. I mean, I guess... They, and and why do the force fields turn on and off? What purpose is that? I don't I remember there even being anything in the security EU. Security thing? But, but, like, if you're... So, security would be they're closed, and then if you are allowed in, you have the code to turn them off, and you can go in... Because there's no way that the maintenance here's, guy... Here's, here's one part. Of, here's an actual artistic part of the movie. This right here. The look of everything there and what the characters are doing. It's beautiful, yeah. It, it was it was a little Star Wars there for a minute. Now it's gone. Yep. Now we're back to cartoon rabbits fighting cartoon robots. Oh, God. Oh, oh fuck. It's so bad. <laughs> The first time I watched this movie, I forgot entirely about this droid battle here. Yeah. Um, I didn't remember. Every time I watched it for like two or three times after that, I would get surprised that, oh, yeah, that's right. The Gungans fight. Because this was so forgettable. The Gungans and the Blue Balls. You're right. He is Roger Rabbit. A hundred percent. And as we've yeah. we've long since have heard from many others, and I agree completely, Roger Rabbit worked specifically because of everything else that was going on and Roger Rabbit as a character by himself does not fucking work (laughs) and that's intentional doesn't work in a Star Wars movie he was made to be super fucking irritating it it reminds me of something there's a very underrated movie called The Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger oh yeah that's good I liked it and and one of the very funny things is in Arnold's movie world there there's a cartoon cat that's like a detective I don't remember that. Yeah, but but it's the perfect satire, and it, it's a perfect um, example of, of of what I mean there. The point is, it takes you it takes you out of reality and makes makes things very silly, like movies often do. Certain right. kinds of movies, right? Right. So, yeah, you're again, you're watching Roger Rabbit, and and you have a grin on your face the entire time because of the audacious silliness of this world where humans can interact with cartoons. Yes. It's not so. It's not so 
funny in Star Wars. Right. And was that what Lucas was going for? Because he kept he kept saying, I bet in the making of he kept saying, well, this is a funny character. We've never had a funny character like this. Yeah. Which I mean, they the thing is that the humor that they had for Star Wars before was Anthony Daniels doing his little you know bit, um, a little bit R two D two, a little bit Han, a little Han. Yep. Well, his was sarcasm humor, but it it was just it was drier, and I think dry worked. I don't feel like this type of slapstick Three Stooges humor is appropriate. Well, if you want to make a kid's movie, make a kid's movie, but then what's this? Yeah, exactly. And again, just give me something. Give me give me a five-minute scene where we find out what Darth Maul is and what he wants and where he came from and, you know... That's oh, all. it would have been nice. That's all I wanted. Oh, yeah. We we definitely, that was a big, big, big impetus behind a lot of the fan fiction that I read, yeah. wrote, yeah, when, people when he talked gets, about. Yeah, when he gets chopped in half, I'm like, oh, poor Qui-Gon. But you know what? If he was in the Obi-Wan show, he would have survived that. Not just Obi-Wan. Like, evidently, <laughs> that's just getting stabbed in the gut ain't no big. <laughs> it ain't no big. And I always wondered about that because you see... It happened multiple times and survived. He got stabbed right where the diaphragm is, which would suck. And it'd be very difficult. Like, I'm not sure he would be able to breathe. But hear me out. It cauterizes as soon as it cuts. Sure, like, there's no bleed but, out. Yeah, but... There's no bleed out, but, but your stomach and liver and. But you would think somebody who's pierced. a longtime Jedi master who was trained by Yoda himself would be able to meditate himself into some sort of healing state and then maybe fly him home. I just saying he should not have died that quick. Well, no, we finally have to give Obi Wan some, some, uh, you know, just give him some motivation. Oh, you finally figured it out, did you? Uh-huh. <laughs> Except backwards, which was the point. Okay. That's convenient. No, and the, but that, that makes sense. Well, at least when I, again, read the novelization, but you see it here is that that's her throne, and why wouldn't there be hidden weapons? Because Naboo is peaceful, and most of the guard and stuff don't carry weapons and things like that, which is why the Trade Federation were like, yeah, we'll we'll blockade Naboo. We'll make an example of them, because there's no way they can fight back. Um, but, of course, she would have backup weapons sitting around. If those are security force fields, why do they just go off? Why do they just turn off? I literally was just talking about that with you, remember? <laughs> like, obviously no, the janitor, <laughs> like, trying to reach the area would not be running through trying not to get sliced in half by, by these security force fields. Like, there's got to be an off switch. And somebody has the key to it. So why are they turning on and off at all? Why? Yeah, no. Just, just look how important. he moves. Look how he freaking moves. Yeah, I mean... Then Obi-Wan cuts him in half, and I'm like, oh, that guy got cut in half. That's too bad. Okay, so if Obi-Wan could do this move... Yeah. Then wouldn't Darth Maul know he could do that move? 
What, pull up like that? Yeah, um, yeah so absolutely. And, and again, you have to read the novelization where you oh find boy. out that Obi-Wan um, saw Qui-Gon get struck down. He became incredibly angry. He started using the Force and anger, which meant he was using the dark side. And Darth Maul, do, okay. right. And Darth Maul, who is a master of the dark side of the Force, was able to read Obi-Wan's movements in advance because he was using the dark side. And so... Whenever Obi Wan fell, no, nope, hang on. So Obi Wan's down there, and he's trying to find a way up. Yeah. And you'll see him here in a minute. He collects his thoughts, and then he gets up. He literally intentionally drops his anger, becomes calm, and uses the light side of the Force, which makes it harder for Darth Maul to see his actions in advance. Okay. It clouds the future. Okay. No okay. different than Anakin's future is clouded to Yoda does because it's covered e in the dark side. Does that explain why he's just frozen in shock when Obi Wan jumps over him and? He doesn't slice him in half and rather just watches him. And I know, right? Even even my first time watching this, I had <laughs> moments with that because you see how quickly he he uh, ends up praying, uh, parrying uh, Qui-Gon's lightsaber and then stabbing him. Like it's just it's a split second move. It's beautiful. So why is it exactly? Why why couldn't he already be in the middle of a swing when Obi Wan is half clearing his no, head? No, no, he literally opens his mouth and watches him jump over. Yeah, I I know. In pure shock. It does not make sense to the character. I mean, I guess he was really surprised Obi Wan pulled that move. I was. I I knew he wasn't gonna die. Well, Obi Wan learned from that though, because later when when Anakin jumps over him, he just cuts his arms and legs off. <laughs> Though he may not be able to sense Obi Wan through the Force very well right here, but I, I like he's looking at the lightsaber, my dude. He's looking at it. Like the pause there. <laughs> just the pause. <laughs> just, just watch. No. No. Oh no. We we hardly knew you. No. Darth Maul. <laughs> we hardly knew you. I did sob at the death of Qui Gon. When I first watched this, I I did oh, lots of tears. Did. Liam Neeson's glad somebody did. <laughs> I don't think he really cared about this character. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Oh really, Liam Neeson? Well, good because I didn't either. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he cared about this character. I think he enjoyed being in a Star Wars movie for the sake of like his kids, and that's it. Yeah. At least he's acting a little bit here. Is he? A little bit. A little. A little bit. Oh, nope, we're done. And we're done. He's got great skin, though. Who, Liam Neeson? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was already kind of old at this exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. He wasn't a spring chicken. He's like pushing 80 now, isn't he? I think you might be right. He's still he's pushing still doing 70s those at least. Still doing those Daughter Got Kidnapped movies. Oh, then he's in his like 70s. There's no way he's in his 80s. Well, I mean, Roger Waters 78, and we're about to see him in concert. That's true. 80, 80's the new 60 haven't you heard I hope so I'd love to look that so, good so these guys get arrested right the Shatternarians oh yeah their, their jig is up they're busted their, their little plans fall into shit they're war criminals for one thing right right and they tried to abduct and blackmail a queen i guess and were they gonna kill her eventually then at one point where they oh yeah her? yeah they were gonna kill her they were gonna keep her alive long enough to secure their place there and then they were gonna make sure she got poisoned okay so at the beginning of attack of the clones they're just they're just back yep uh, <laughs> well that was kind of the point is no that they the well 
a bit of one. I mean, because you... Was there? I don't remember. I, they were just there. Well, implied. <laughs> oh, implied. Sure. I mean, again, a throwaway line of, you know, I'm I'm glad Palpatine pulled some strings and got us out of that mess. Right. Like, that would have been bad, but it would have been something. So I'm, I'm... I think Lucas forgot, really. <laughs> like, then it just started again, like, okay, these characters are back. And this is where they realized that pure CGI for Yoda or any Yoda-like character is bad. It does not work. You need a puppet. Well, he was, there, he was a puppet in some scenes. Yes. But whenever the face is shown, he is not. Yeah, when he has to walk around like that and not look like somebody's hand is going like this. I mean, but like that was Empire. part of the charm. It was. It was. Like, do, 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 do. I mean... <laughs> Frank Oz is literally Frank Oz yes. going like this with yes. his hand. But, you know, at this point, you can't can't really do that anymore oh yeah yeah even good. even boss nass the, the guy he met twice and of course who trashed why not? his bongo <laughs> yep but we're gonna all be there yeah oh jeez really bad movies uh, now now you will become an asshole teenager who, who goes on a murder spree and hooks up with an older lady because you give her a line about sand. Right? That's CGI, yeah. Yes, it is. And what about Yoda? <laughs> oh, oh, damn. I did love Samuel L. Jackson in this. Why? I you because I know I don't care. It was because of how he entered the movie. I okay. remember I I read about that before the movie came out. So the fact that you have Samuel Jackson being in the movie because he loves Star Wars so much and all he asked for in pay was to have a purple lightsaber. <laughs> like, yes, you have to respect that. You don't have to have a character that does anything. It's just Samuel Jackson. But the fact that he was literally like no nah, man, or, like I will do this for free. Just give me a purple saber. Do something. He have ends up do something doing cool. Very little cool. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does chop off uh, Boba Fett's dad's head. Ugh. As a kid, I was obsessed with learning how to craft this dress and headdress on Padme. Just I, I, I guess it. this is when the Shadownarians escaped when when they were right this. the parade. So they just they just snuck out. They they blended in with the streamers and just <laughs> and there's there's Adigalia who is a healer Jedi. She's pretty cool. She I believe wields a yellow lightsaber. Oh yeah, okay. I used to know all of the Jedi Council and their specialties, like Kiati Mundi in the back over there. I haven't seen the yellow lightsaber yet. That she I don't think she wields it wields it sorry except for in like Episode two. Briefly. Why are they giving Boss Nass the uh, sharper image uh, <laughs> all there? What's that for? Uh, yeah, it's a... Fuck, that haircut's so bad. Oh my god, why couldn't they have just buzzed it? Why is it long? Why did they have to make it long to look like Obi-Wan's? Just buzz Anakin's hair. All right, how's the Phantom Menace? Oh, that's your first time seeing it all the way through since before. Tell me how you feel. Uh, it's actually a lot worse like I was I was trying to sort of follow along with the the characters and the action and god there's so many stretches of nothing in this movie like the first 20 or 30 minutes does move along I'll give it that nothing makes sense 
but it moves along. Right. And then it just, and then we get to Tatooine and it just stops. Then you have the pod race and then everything just stops. That's true. It, it's, there's just these huge stretches of nothing. So boring. So boring. Like at least the first time I was perplexed. <laughs> Which kept you kept you occupied. <laughs> Which kept me occupied. Uh-huh. I was trying to wrap my head around why anything was, and now rewatching it is like, oh my god, this is torturous. The only thing I that even sort of caught my attention was the pod race this time, and that was the thing I hated the most the first time. So there's the difference. Okay, all right. So you you've kind of come around a bit on the pod race, not thinking it's good, just not thinking it's the the you know devil spawn that it was before. It was, it was something to look at, and also parts of the lightsaber duel with Darth Maul were good. That makes sense. Although there was no emotional, there was nothing emotional behind it because I didn't give a shit about these characters. Right. But at least there was a little something there. Okay. Everything everything else was painful. All the stuff with Palpatine and Amidala in the room chatting was fucking painful. Um, Almost everything uh, on Tatooine was painful. Um, the, The scene, the... The droid ship fight was really hard because it was it kept flashing to three other storylines. So That's true. Yeah, I, I couldn't really get into that. I was I was trying to focus on the lightsaber fight, and then they would cut to the Gungans versus the robots, which okay, and then then there was also the the queen escaping right and then there was also yes <laughs> the lightsaber fight you know 12 things happening 12 things happening at once so and the only thing i really even was sort of paying attention to was the lightsaber fight because that was the interesting part right but i, I guess you. they had to blow up the control ship because then all the droids just stopped for some reason yep no redundancy just one line of, of <laughs> communication um yeah they didn't think that through so Truth. we're we're not going to watch Attack of the Clones. I mean, you can. Um, <laughs> there's not much to talk about in that. I mean, if you want me to sit there and rant about the problems I have with with Jango Fett and the 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 bastardization of the Boba Fett storyline, like you know, yeah. <laughs> Jasta Muriel was highly wronged on this one. But outside of that, there's really not much to talk. Or about Or if you want me to Wars. rant about Obi Wan calling back home and being like yep there's a bunch of clones here do you guys order them nope did you nope all right good let's use them <laughs> right like well that's weird huh <laughs> okay well, all right anyway wow let's, let's just make them our what are the chances we're, we're about to fight a big war and we have all these clones out of nowhere that's great no one's setting us up couldn't possibly couldn't believe you'd be part of somebody's evil plan no like so blatantly obvious not, not to the, not to this Jedi Council man. Their, their, their foot's really on it. No, I, I think I, I, hate Attack of the Clones even more. Wow. Yeah. That's a big change because I, I remember when we were first talking when we met you, you spoke of Episode One as being the worst by far of all Star Wars movies mm, of all time. No, it, it isn't. It just had the worst psychological effect on me because it was so disappointing. But not. I, I think. Yeah, I think. Episode two is actually worse. That makes sense. Yeah, because it, it was so convoluted and ridiculous, and the love, the love story. Oh, oh god! Oh god! Please do not even call it a love story. It's more like an awkward high school 
a stalking. It's not even a romance. It's like one person who is not into the other person, but is like just tolerate. <laughs> like, oh, so bad. Yeah. And how do you how do you go up against Natalie Portman wearing a leather motherfucking corset? <laughs> Natalie Portman, remind you, in a leather corset dress and not have at least some chemistry, some anything a drop a hint well the whole point is that she's she's trying to make him keep it in his pants and then she's showing up in her in her in her leather oh yeah her her, <laughs> her leather obvious bdsm type. outfit yes <laughs> it's like no anakin Let's, don't be into me as no, i'm gonna dress as your darkest fantasy i can't do anything with you and couldn't work let's, no. let's have a romantic dinner while i slip into into my <laughs> my kink gear <laughs> like it's gonna be a great night yeah yeah no, exactly that. Makes no sense. But that's probably the way Lucas sees women. Well, I think that we've uh, ascertained that sees Lucas women. sees everything in terms of stereotypes and black and white. Yeah. So, of course, he views women like that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, rewatching this. That's didn't, true. That's true. Yeah, no, rewatching um, this didn't, didn't some fond memories. Fond some fond memories. I very much enjoyed mocking it with you um I, I i can't say i feel better about it i feel worse i think every time i watch it but i had a long i had a long drop from loving this movie to hating it i literally loved the movie well for me i couldn't explain why i hated it because well it, for me it has the i couldn't explain why i hated movie. it because I mean, it has it, lightsabers it has john williams aura. Aura. it has the trappings yes yeah, it has lightsabers and, and, so I, and like john williams score was wrong with me yes and and, and, uh, and so i like i said yeah, i thought something was wrong with me oh exactly of course you know the red letter realized it helped with that but they only articulated of course you know the red letter meeting has helped with that but they only articulated what I feel yeah I never would have gotten the Roger Rabbit connection with Jar Jar if you hadn't said it and I appreciate that because it's definitely the feeling like that's why the Gungans bother me so much that's why Jar Jar it's exactly that you're right it's the interaction yeah it, ta- it takes you out of Star Wars and puts you into Bugs Bunny world yeah, it takes you out of Star Wars and puts you into you can't really wrap your head around something alright that's gonna do it for us we'll be back with more of these because alright that's gonna do it for us yeah yeah. this is us screaming nerd them into the void so unless you guys respond back in which case yay um please you know obviously correct me i don't know everything and i don't remember everything but love to talk to people that have been in this fandom as long as i have yeah tell us everything we're wrong about and you know tell me if i'm wrong yeah about tell us everything we're wrong about because i you know, oh i definitely want to know that if, if anyone else had the experience of watching a new set of voices on <laughs> hbo or whatever i'd love to hear that Okay. All right. Bye for now.